We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014, period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Ty. We're fucking back! Again? <laughs> We're back again. We're back again. Oh. We've already recorded this episode once, but I fucking lost it somehow. It's disappeared into the abyss of my yeah. computer. Yeah, it was a good hour and a half, too. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, this one's going to be fun, though. I just want to give we'll, a shout-out at the beginning. Yeah, We'll know half of what we talked about last time. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Basically, <laughs> the most I remember is us talking about telling kids to suck your dick. Yeah. Um, that was a big part of it. Uh, but I just want to give a shout-out at the beginning to the Phoenix Suns because they won game four, one. No. Four no. Four, four Suns and four. Suns and four. Um, I just love... That they've been the underdog this entire fucking series, uh, or this entire playoffs, this entire season. They're not going to do shit. They're going to lose to the Lakers in the first round. They're going to lose the Nuggets in the second round. They're going to lose to the Clippers because they don't have Chris Paul, even though they're without Kawhi Leonard. And guess fucking what, everybody? They fucking didn't. They won because they're a good-ass fucking team. Yeah, yeah. And they had 17 assists as a team in the first half. That's a passing, efficient, amazing ball club right there. Just got to yeah. say it. Yeah, dude, I love it. Um, honestly, this is my first time like living, obviously, this is the first city I've I really ever lived in. And when you have like a really good sports team, it, especially if you, if you, I mean, if you're scumbags and still go to the bar scene, yeah. um, when a sports team in a, ta- a city is doing good, the city is just, it's I don't electric. know. Yeah, it's way cooler. Like, I don't know why, but... Like sports bring people together, man. Yeah, I, that's why I love sports. Yeah, it's like the one time I can be like, "Fuck all this political fucking bullshit, all this fucking world around me, yeah. my miserable life." I can focus on yeah. focus on something for a couple hours and get passionate about it for no goddamn reason. Yeah, just you know, because I, I like bullshit. it. Yeah, just because I like it. Yeah, and it's, it's something that I truly like. That doesn't well, sports does depress me at times. But yeah. <laughs> when your team sucks, it's depressing. Yeah. But it's something that I truly like and I can get passionate about without actually having like the emotional tie of this is going to affect my life in detrimental like yeah <laughs> like following ons. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like, like I don't know. regardless of if the Phoenix Suns do well or not, I enjoy watching them and I'm passionate about watching. And it's them. such an easy thing to talk to people around the city about. Yeah. Even if they suck, you're like, "Wow, man, the Suns suck this yeah, year," like and they'd be like, "Yeah, dude, they suck this we year." We have the Phoenix Suns who are <laughs> oh, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, doing great <laughs> in the playoffs, and then we have the du- fucking Arizona Diamondbacks for baseball that are <laughs> the longest losing streak in MLB history right now. So you know, you, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Got to sacrifice it to the the city sport gods, I guess. Yeah. Arizona teams have kind of been known for, kind of been on a shitty run the past pretty, decade. Yeah, they've been pretty ass for a while. 
And it's just because, fuck, dude, I don't know if it's because it's hot or what. Like, maybe we, we don't make as much money as L.A. We don't make as much yeah. money as Dallas. But we're still, like, one of the biggest cities, so we have to have sports teams because it's like, why wouldn't you? And so, like, we don't have the cap space that a lot of places do. Sure. But it's like, we've had amazing players and amazing runs, and then we always, once we get to certain spots in playoffs, yeah. it's just like a curse that they never go anywhere. But, I mean, the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl a few years back. I mean, it's been a while now. I guess I was in high school. But they uh, but they lost to the Steelers in the Super Bowl in, like, the last 10 seconds of the fucking game. Mm-hmm. They didn't deserve to be there in the first place, in my opinion. But yeah, <laughs> that's besides sure. the point. But it's just good. I'm, I've always been a Suns fan, huge Suns fan, my entire life. Loved the old team. My favorite player was Raja Bell, for those of you that don't know him. And then Joe Johnson was on that fucking team, too. And he's now in the head office for the Phoenix Suns. It's just a really cool organization that I've always appreciated my entire life. So it's awesome to see them doing well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I got... I think, too, like, I had... This is going to sound weird. But I had some sort of passion for, like, the military. Like, yeah. patriotism. Patriotism, and, the work ethic. I loved the work ethic. Yeah. Like, I felt like my own personal work ethic was but way better. I meant, like, my... I think I like sports so much now. I mean, I liked it before, but now I think I'm way more into it. And I think it's just because I need something to religiously follow. Feel a part of. Yeah. And, in, like, I mean, I, I like, it's and weird. I try to with libertarianism, but it's like, oh, yeah. libertarians <laughs> right now don't really want to follow them. Yeah. And, but it's just one of those things where, um, I don't know, it's fun to be like, be in a crowd and scream and fucking have fun and I don't know I yeah. just I love that shit like I get really cool. into it and I don't most of the time too I don't really care who's playing yeah I mean I obviously I like whatever team I like I want them to be there and I want them to play yeah but, but I see a good game if I see a good game dude even like last night at in here in Arizona at the bar Brook the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets and Bucks game like I don't think there anyone at the bar that really had a stake maybe they made a bet or whatever but had stakes in the game but everyone was losing in their mind yeah and that was fucking cool it's just cool to watch good games like I sports it's like for me like I love UFC obviously yeah I watch it religiously I watch UFC and there's fighters that I really like and fighters that I think are bitches don't get me wrong they're badass motherfucking fighters but I still think they're like bitch made but I like being able to call this fucking guy on the TV that just knocked the shit out of a dude for five rounds. Yeah. A bitch because I think the, his personality <laughs> yeah, yeah. is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's funny how that works, but it, it's like, and it's like the ultimate, it's as ultimate as you can get besides war. Like, it's like, for fighting sports, at least. It's yeah. like the biggest man on man. And that's sure. how a lot of sports are, you know? It's like, who's better? Like, we've set conditions to a certain aspect of uh, equality. You know what I mean? Like the conditions are as close as they can be for the most part. Obviously it's not completely true, but for the most part where everybody has an equal playing field and it's who's fucking better. And it's a true test of who's better. And sometimes the guy that's not better wins. Yeah. And it's really cool. And I really enjoy that. And uh, I think that's one of my favorite parts about sports, but especially mixed martial arts because Fucking Matt Brown, I don't know if you guys watch UFC or anything like that. Matt Brown, he's fought for fucking ever. He's 40 years old, and he one-punched a guy that he taught how to fight oh, no. on the UFC oh, Ultimate no. Fighter, um, the uh, the uh, the show, um, Tough, the Ultimate Fighter. 
he taught him. He was a coach in one of these seasons, and he knocked out the one of the kids that he taught on that season. And he walked to the camera. And was like, "Not bad for forty, bitch!" Like oh it was God. such a G move. And yeah. then Alexander Alexi, who's literally had seventy five fights in a cage, seventy five. He's almost fifty. Jesus. And he blocks punches by putting his head down, so they punch the top of his head. That sounds he's effective, this, but ineffective at the same yeah, time. He's like <laughs> burly heavyweight Russian man, and it's it was an, it was a really good fight. I don't know the fights this weekend were really good, and um, so it was a good sports weekend. It was a oh good yeah, sports weekend. And I'm glad I get to talk about it now because it didn't happen on Friday, and that's when we originally recorded our first yeah episode. Something but, interesting in the sports world. What's up? Did you see? You saw Cole Beasley. Dude, yes, Cole Beasley, Cole yeah. Beasley, what a G. So, uh, I've always been, well, ever since like we moved in with Nick and he was a Cowboys fan, yeah. and we ended up watching been a couple kind of a Cole Cowboys. Beasley fan. Yeah, always liked the guy, and maybe it's because he's on my team, if you know what I mean, but, <laughs> but not my sports team, but um, honestly, it's really interesting because like, it's weird how fast the like covid thing is fading away and now it's like becoming safe for like professional players and celebrities to to stand out and i mean i think i read i read this whole thing but i kind of forgot but i'm pretty sure it was kind of like a a religious thing maybe he seemed kind of religious but it seemed like it seemed like his feelings comes from a religious thing but it was more like what he said was you know, basically, the, the sum it up, my body, my choice. Yeah. And, like, that's, really, like, the really whole, yeah, and he was just, like, I don't feel like I need to get it, you know, I'll be, if you don't want to hang out with me, fine. Like, I mean, he put the whole, like, the explanation of why he had to do it. <laughs> Dude, I typed in Cole Beasley on Twitter, and the first thing is Thomas Massey. If I start watching pro football again, it will be to root for Cole Beasley. Yeah, that's what's up. But, uh, if you don't, okay, I don't know if we even said this. No, I don't think we But, uh, Cole, Cole Beasley, uh, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, he came out and basically made a statement on Twitter saying that, uh, he's not gonna get the vaccine. I'll read the first line. It's like, look, I'm going to live my one life like I want to regardless. Everyone, hi, I'm Cole Beasley and I'm not vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he, he's just one of those, like, good old boys. Like I he think is kind of a good even old boy. even if you're playing against him, you like watch the guy and you're like I respect I kind of respect the guy. Yeah, and, and the comments under his shit was straight cancer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Cancer. Instagram was Instagram and Twitter or Twitter was losing their mind. It was all the blue check marks in the world. Yeah, fucking saying something about I don't know. Well, and it's it's always the same argument where it's like you can't just wear a mask. You can't just. You can't yep. just do this thing. Yeah, you gotta you do this. Just, you gotta do this. You can't just... And it's like, bro, you're asking people to do things. So, like, I get it. I get it. If it's... If it show... If there... I don't even know. I don't even know if there's a thing that I can make an example of where I'm like, yeah, you should just do it. It's like car insurance. Yeah. Should you get car insurance? Absolutely. But there's plenty of reasons why a lot of people don't get car insurance. First off, it's too fucking expensive. Second off, it shouldn't be fucking required of me. Mm-hmm. It should be something that I choose to do. Sure. Like, and that's kind of how it is Like with this vaccination vaccination thing. Do I think all vaccinations are bad? No. I think polio is a pretty fucking great vaccination. Yeah. I think it's proven to be pretty safe, if not almost completely effective. Yeah. And, and, and that's like kind of like the repercussions you'll see. Because if like... like don't even like anyone with anyone of the thinking mind can like look at what happened this past year 
and look flaws in all their logic and what they said. And, I mean, right now it's coming out, you know, the, it might have come out of a Wuhan lab, like, yeah. legitimately. And they were literally deplatforming people for saying that. So, all these, like, lot. I mean, it started, even, even the very beginning, uh, at the very beginning, we saw literally Democrats in Chinatown joking about how, like, oh, we need to lock down and, like, don't, you know, all these viruses and stuff. Like, that's the one thing, too, dude. It's like... If this was a legit fucking, like, virus that would have went rampant through the entire, like, country and, like, murdered everyone, like, they ramped it up to be, the government handled it absolutely terrible in the beginning. Yeah. They laughed it off. They took them, like, weeks before they shut down travel from That's China. Oh, like, yeah, sure. sure I, yeah, I don't or it know. it could be the California governor's well, fault because you know, the, they took more. That's what the weird thing was, is Trump... Like even was though it was was the first one that no actually China. was taking no precautions, yeah, taking precautions about this virus, and then I don't know, I don't really know and exactly. They it racist. And, yeah, they no called one it, was yep. from China. Yeah, and it was racist. And yeah, was, and but then they're like, we need an absolute shutdown, and it was like every time Trump did something, they were like, oh fuck, now we're behind because they realized that they could use this politically, and they went ten steps forward from what yeah. Trump did, and, and yeah. then. But it took, like, two months for them to get there, so then it looked like Trump was behind. Yeah. And it, they did... Fuck, dude. If there's one thing I can say about the Democrats, it's that they're damn good at what they do. They're damn good at the fear-mongering. Oh, they're yeah. They're damn good at getting their disciples to believe what they fucking believe. And they've done it consistently and constantly over this last year, if not longer. I mean, obviously, the argument's there that they've been doing it for a long-ass fucking time. But it's just... It was insane the entire time. The only one that was taking precautions, and he wasn't even... I'm not going to say that they were the hardest precautions that you should take if there was... If the virus was as deadly as they said it was going to be. Probably not. Probably wasn't handled the best sure. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, what do we preach? Individualism. Personal responsibility. Yeah. And how much of that... How many people have taken that personal responsibility? I don't feel like a lot of them have. I feel like the majority of people that are saying... Get these vaccinations, wear your mask, and this, that, or the other. Stay inside. They're not taking personal responsibility. They're subscribing yeah. to a group think that they don't have any responsibility except they look better in some moral superiority way mm -hmm. than somebody else. Yeah. And from the beginning, they've been asking. They, they made it seem like they're only asking a little bit of us. Yeah. You know, they they're put on a mask. It. Hey, it's only going to be two weeks. You know, hey, only a couple more weeks. Hey, wait, wait until we get the vaccine. And then when it doesn't work the way and they want yeah. it to, they can extend it. Yeah, they, they just extend it. Extend. So like those people that always say like, oh, it's just this and just this, and it's like maybe at first you could think like, oh, maybe, oh, maybe I will do. Like I think a lot of people fell for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay. I think two weeks is you know a, There's a lot. There's plenty of Trumpers that fell for it. Oh, dude, this is what is fucking. The most embarrassing thing about, and it's all all on conservatives, is the conservatives watched the media destroy their dude Trump for three years before this fucking virus they, showed up, yeah. and they called them fake news. They they you know they fucking called them out, and they were like people in their ratings, whatever. And uh, conservatives just basically all got woken up to the re like realization that the the media is against them. Yeah. And they just realized that. And then what does the media do three years into the Trump presidency after they basically lied about the whole Russian scandal for three years? And then the media ramps up this COVID thing and conservatives 
Just bend the fucking they knee. Bent the knee hard. And, and don't get me wrong, like I, I, I understand in a way because like that's what the media is fucking good at. And it was they're damn they're good taking at it. they're they good at taking whatever crisis opportunity to feed like scare people, but how like conservatives all the time they laugh off don lemon and laugh off all like all the people at cnn and msnbc they laugh them off call them stupid and then and they, then they fall for their tricks once again you fell for what they what they do and yep. then and then it's like you know a couple like literally a year later and i mean red states definitely opened up a little bit more before blue states i mean i think they're still blue states kind of locked down yeah um but like for well, the initial California's new fucking vaccination things are all digital now. Yeah, you can get your vaccine passport yeah. digitalized. I think it's in New York as well. Yeah, I've been getting the notifications all fucking week, and I was just like, "This is like it." Honestly, makes me sick to my stomach a little bit. Dude. Like it's like like that's some real shit. Like this vaccine passport shit, and people will make the arguments like these, like the pragmatists or like the the we can get to menarchy at some point kind of people. Or, like, at least in a libertarian sphere, if you want to call it that. They're like, it's, you have to show your medical records to go to school. Your kids have to do that to go to school. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's not fucking right either. You sure. do not have a right. You can, you can request it, but you can't make it a fucking law. In my opinion, well, in my, not even my opinion. If we want to talk about, like, the basis of, like, property rights and everything else, you don't have any right to any of my stuff. You can ask it of me. Yeah. And I can voluntarily divulge that information to you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I, I have to. Yeah. And I can take my business other anywhere else. But the problem is right now, I don't have the option to take my business anywhere else. It, yeah. So that's kind of what we were talking about, I think, in when we originally talked about this. Actually, we talked about it with Liberty, uh, with Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Which episode had it released. Yeah, it released yesterday when you guys hear this. Yeah. So, um... It released on Sunday, if that makes more sense. But we talked about where it's like voting against something like critical race theory or voting against or having somebody in your uh, state or county or whatever deal or eliminating fucking something called COVID passports, Mm -hmm. like in an executive position. Like they should be doing those things. I'm not saying they're good people. I'm not saying that that's how power should be wielded. But fuck, I'd rather that happen than to be forced because we did nothing about it because we were like, well, I don't think we should take an executive action. You can have that opinion, but guess what happens when they take the executive action to force it upon you? Like, yeah. I think you well, should vote for people that will literally outright ban it. Yeah, and in public schools, Fuck like, it. especially if you're lower class or poor, you almost don't have a choice Yeah, you really because don't. they require you to have the vaccines for whatever. And um, if you can't, they're not going to let your kid in and then... Like, honestly, you're not going to be able to afford public school. Probably can't homeschool because they got to work. So then they're just going to get fined yeah. for not sending their kid to fucking school. Yeah, you're like in a really shitty situation. And then people will come out of the woodworks being like, well, you should homeschool them. And it's like, yeah, I think you should. But guess what? There's a lot of people in the United States right now that have no viable option to yeah. be able to homeschool their children. I Most people I know in my life don't like they they plan on having children but they don't plan on having having children it's like they want children one day and then all of a sudden it's like whoops 
Well, oh, it's shit. Com- it's coming. I mean, don't be wrong. They wanted a kid, like, in the end. But they're like, we're trying. But then it didn't Well, it's not really that they're like, necessarily trying. It's just trying. that they're, like, maybe they're together. They've been together for a while. Like, the people yeah. in my life that have been together for a while, maybe they're not married, whatever. Yeah. But they've been together for a while, and they're like, oh, you know, we're wanting to maybe have a kid. And they talk about it like it's down the road. Like, and oh, it yeah. happens all of a sudden. And it happens all of a sudden because they both got drunk and fucked each other without protection. And <laughs> and they've been together for five years, so it, they do that anyways. Yeah. It's and like, it just never happened, and then this time it did. Because yeah. she forgot her birth control two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Know? And, like, most people in my life, always like they're, they always tell her, that, oh, yeah, my first one was a mistake. And, like, that's always yeah. the joke in my family. So, like... I, and I'm, I'm not saying that there's no personal... because you were the mistake. <laughs> well, I was definitely a mistake. Well, how my mom put it was, oops. <laughs> well, I was definitely a mistake. My mom was uh, 15, so... <laughs> that wasn't planned? No, no. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But, but yeah, I'm not Most saying... Most like the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Unplanned. <laughs> and I'm not saying that uh, there isn't any personal responsibility for an unplanned pregnancy. But, in the situation that we're in, it's like... When someone is in poverty, they actually have a kid, un- unintentional or whatever, and, you know, you have a kid now, well, the only thing they can afford is public, public school. school. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, if if there was no public school, but the prices for private school were the same, and, like, nothing changed, like, somehow the market didn't change. It didn't change. It didn't correct for the Over, problems. probably, over half of my kids in my class couldn't afford to go to school oh yeah absolutely and that's well it's like what we talk about like that was one of the last things that i stood on like, yeah you know was the the public education aspect yeah, of government sure. and uh that that's because where i grew up none no one never there maybe like i at my first just speaking of high school maybe my parents would have found a way i bet you they would have they made decent enough money at a time to send me to some charter school it probably wouldn't have been the best one, but they would have. So maybe 10% of the people in my high school, at my first high school, would have been able to go to a private school or some kind of charter school or something similar. Yeah. 10%. And mm-hmm. that's why that was one of the last things that I stood upon was like, there's there's no way these people are going to get education. And honestly, that would it doesn't make sense now after coming into this ideal and realizing that literally people will try to make money any way possible. Even if that means they're making pennies on the dollar for something else that other people make hundreds of pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. uh, for, you know? So, like, there would be somebody that provides that. And first off, as a community, you would want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it was voluntarily funded by the community, we're going to open up this school. Like, that would be a way to do it as well. Like a co-op or something similar. Sure, yeah. Like, and so, it just doesn't... So, that's why it was always, like, one of my last legs of no it's understandable dude yeah i mean in the year before that i remember me and you were arguing i was on the same side as you yeah on arguing i don't know why we argue with someone in the smoke pit drinking and i was on the same side as you and i was like i'm kind of a libertarian but i kind of still think we need public school and it's i don't know there's just like i don't know what it ever is that people get hung up on but i think when it comes to like children and, edu- I, and, like, education. Right. And, like, they made it seem like your parents, especially, drove it fucking home all the time. You need to get your education. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was public school. And then they tell, they all, my parents, you need to go to college. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I don't, 
I don't know, along the way. It's what they got told, though, you know? Sure. Like, it was the same thing that they got told. Pro- so it probably, gets, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and, and don't get me wrong, there is a clear deviation financially between people yeah. that go to college yeah. and make money outside of college and people that only get their high school edu- education and make money. But that's also because the value of the education was totally skewed out of existence, like yeah. uh, out of the norm of what it was. Because the government started funding yeah. those higher education learning facilities. Yeah, and my, and my my mom never graduated high school, and uh, I mean she was able always able to get a job. Yeah, but it was always like a lower level job, and it was very hard to work up. Yeah, exactly. And then my dad um, basically just worked for the government, and even when he worked for the government, he was like, "I don't want my kid doing this because it's a shitty job." Yeah. He was a prison guard. It's not yeah, like... you realize it's shitty. Yeah. yeah. He was in a Marine Corps, and yeah. then he went to fucking <laughs> exactly. be a prison guard. And, uh, yeah, and he didn't want that He didn't want that for me. And then you joined the Marine Corps. And then I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> well, the military... At least you didn't become a prison guard. Yeah, the military... You almost did. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when you first moved down here, like, and you were looking for jobs because we were like, we don't want to go to school anymore, mm-hmm. and you were looking at, like, the intel part of... Like the, uh, what was it? The, the border patrol or something like that. It was some, one some of those. And patrol. I was like, what do you, don't do that. I was like, ah, how much money? <laughs> Sorry, it was, it was Mario. Like, it was like 80K. <laughs> I don't know. It was like 80K or something like a year. And I was like, damn, that'd be wild. Yeah. But, like, dude, that's the, that's okay. This is one thing too. Like once you get a state job and you have experience in, in whatever it is that you're doing, they, it like they pay pretty decent. so like when people say that like people when they get out of the military can transition outside the military very well well that's not really true unless you like work for the government yeah as a civilian yeah like there is some jobs definitely that translate very well yeah from engineers military. engineers In, engineering um, translates data well. those data, data dudes it's yeah. all com- creating a computer net or network networks and stuff and yeah. um so like Think there is legit jobs in the military that can transition. Yeah, but the majority usually it's, it's a pogue job. Yeah, <laughs> but well, yeah, um, grunts don't transfer to yeah, the military. No, well, actually, no. they do. Cops. <laughs> That's true. Shoot anything that moves. Yeah, yeah. Cops. Or if it's a darker skin tone than you. <laughs> well, <laughs> but no. Well, and hold on, real quick. While we're on the topic of children, before this, uh, Happy Father's Day to all those. That have fathers out there. (laughs) I forgot today was Father's Day because, you know, my life story. Well, you have a great relationship with your father. (laughs) You talk to him once uh, every three years. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always a random message through Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Or a comment. Yeah, a comment on your post. You're like, what? All right, Alan. But anyways, uh, yeah, I I think it's very true that, you know, a lot of those, they transfer to other government jobs. And there's a reason for that, right? It's like yeah. the the school-to-prison pipeline. <laughs> Public school-to-prison pipeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, the military-to-law enforcement pipeline. Like, it's very clear and very easy because they it's the same thing. It's yeah. the same, well, but different, yeah. but same still. I think the last year in the Marine Corps, I made just... Over thirty thousand dollars? No, maybe like twenty seven. Yeah, I think I made like twenty nine, and I was an. You were you were the highest. I think it was twenty seven or twenty eight, just because of my timing grade at the time. But um, uh, fuck, we made we took a pay cut coming back to the United States. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I made like thirty three in Japan. A month. 
No, like for the year, thirty-three thousand. Oh, I don't year. remember. I don't remember. Yeah, because we got that Oconus pay. Yeah, yeah, you got the overseas pay. Yeah, but uh, um, but like for me, dude, when I got out of the military and I started college, you know, after like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> four weeks into college, I was like, this fucking sucks. This yeah, is stupid. I have no money. And um, but I was just looking online, so I had the what's it? What's that resume? thing it's like the professional one monster no are you talking about the website higher than linkedin oh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. so I, I made a linkedin because we, we were we trying had, to find we had jobs. taps or yeah. whatever and they made, told us make a linkedin yeah dude i was getting messages from like contractors for like hey you do this one year intel analyst deployment to yeah. afghanistan hundred thousand dollars yeah and i was like Non-tax. holy fuck yeah not tax and that was like in bold uh, capitalize, not taxed. Yeah. So it was like straight up a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we were for... looking. At, we were looking at both because they wanted radio operators like fucking crazy. That's because radio operators are generally the first to die, besides medics. There we go. But whatever. <laughs> like, and when dude, when I was like twenty three, thinking college was a mistake, um, working at like Domino's at the time. Dude, that $100,000 to go to Afghanistan for a year was very tempting. Oh, super tempting. Very tempting. You be 23 years old and make $100,000? That's pretty crazy. I mean, I never went through with it or never did it or anything, but it's very easy for someone, like, like I don't know how many times I ran into contractors and just have, like, a 20-minute conversation with them, and they're like, just get out of the military yeah. and become a contractor. Dude, yeah, exactly. And honestly, I thought that's what I was going to do. I mean, I was looking at I was looking at French Same. foreign legion for Same. a while. Like I was looking at I was like, well, I want to I want to I, well, honestly, it's like why you join the military, you know? It's like you, I think the majority of people want the glory. I think that's what a lot of people want. They want the romanticism of what the military is. Yeah. Find the girl, you know. I, I, th- I think I think it goes down to it's young men wanting to find their place in the world. Uh, right. And the, one and of I the best ways to do that is to be the closest to the darkest self that you have and how you respond to that. And yeah. war is one of those biggest ones. Well, and, so, I, like, and I think it just gets so attached with heroism. Like, yeah. like, like it didn't matter. It, everywhere you grew up, it didn't matter what the marine that you met or saw did you just knew they were a fucking marine yeah and, and there was a certain respect attached to him wherever and he you'd went. watch people around them give yeah. them respect yeah like and people would instantly. walk up out of nowhere and say thank you for your service yeah and then you realize like after being in the military that most of those people didn't do fucking shit well that's why when you're in the military and you hear people say thank you for your service They're when like, you're in, you're in the, it's like cringe yeah Be- at least at least that was the atmosphere around it like it was almost like when I, when I was, like, you know, leaving boot camp and people would say thank you for their service, I would just be like, well, I haven't done anything yet. Yeah. But I'm going to, so, you know, well, I, you. I, I, I appreciate, like, oh, I appreciate that. And then, like, I don't know, a year after that, it's like, oh, I'm I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, at all. I, I'm not going to do anything at all that I thought I was I signed up for. Yeah. And then it almost becomes more of, like, it pisses me off when someone says thank yeah. you for your service. Well, because I wanted to go fight the fight and deploy or... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think I would have ever been in a fight, but I wanted to be there and providing intelligence for the grunts on the ground and shit like that. Right. Well, and then that's why those those jobs that pop up, those, uh, you know, uh, what are they called? Uh, contractors. Contractor, contracting. Oh, my God. Contracting jobs. Why they get so, like, 
publicized in the military. Honestly, a lot of guys want to become contractors after they're done because they have a different set of ROEs. Mm -hmm. They have, they actually like they're required, not required to deploy, but their whole job is to deploy. They're not, there's none of this like sit around bullshitting yeah. In the United and States. You have way more of a choice. Yeah. And in, you have like what yeah. you do. Exactly. I mean, that so could change what and whatever the government's doing. Absolutely. But in the time that the government's do using contractors, mm-hmm. you can like oh like like I said, I had an opportunity to go over to Afghanistan for a hundred thousand dollar contracting. And the training is better. The Probably. uh the Probably. gear is better because it's all private enterprise. Mm-hmm. So they want their guys best equipped. They want their guys best trained, and a lot of them that you did meet were fucking OP as fuck. And like they were badass. I think I've only met like two contractors that were just civilians before. Yeah. I think I met like six, but that's because a lot of them worked with EOD. Oh, okay. Maybe a little, maybe a couple more than six. Yeah. But I met a lot of EOD contractors, and it was like they were. It was just dope, and they almost strictly hire, yeah, veteran EOD or veteran grunts or you know like things like that like you're hired for that specific yeah. job because you have a basis in it already yeah and you understand the atmosphere yeah and you understand the atmosphere and they run it very similarly it's not the same it's kind of more ofp like how eod yeah. was how we talked about eod yeah. it's kind of hey this is still bob and this is jake and this is jeff yeah. and whatever and uh you know so that's that's something that you latch on to too as a as a vet because you're like i think the rank structure bullshit is dumb but when push comes to shove and you're in shit is hot scenarios, it's like this guy's in charge, but this guy's in charge because he's actually good at his fucking job. Yes. And that's why I trust him because honestly, the people that they hire, the people that they want to work with, it's not like the military where you have to work with shit bag yeah, fucking who, Bronson who they for assign, seven years. Who they assign you to. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I and it's so it's at that point in time, it was very... Like I was looking at French foreign legionaries. I was yeah. looking at well, when you're uh, in the private military. contracting. Like when I first got out, after like I was waiting for you guys to get out, yeah. and then I was even planning on doing it while you guys were there, and I was gonna be making enough money that I could still pay my rent. So when I came back, I could just live at the house. I just wouldn't be there for a year. Yeah, yeah. I'd at least have a home base. Yeah, dude. It, it's it's wild the incentives that they provide. I mean, when you're in the military, like I don't know if it's because Hollywood, or I, I don't really know exactly, but everyone thinks like the military is hard, like it's hardcore, and like you gotta follow orders. And I think everyone kind of understands that when you get in, but I think everyone assumes that your orders are going to be legitimate or correct, like, like smart. Yeah, like you're gonna you you have like you know leaders, legit leaders. leaders. They're not gonna waste your time. You're gonna do shit. I think at first in boot camp you fall for it. Like you're like, yeah, I'll, These guys are kind I'll, of got, I'll clean this fucking floor. If that means because I get like to become... attention to detail, like if that's what I need to do to become whatever the fuck the the maybe the it'll warrior. help you find an IED yeah. one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, if you don't miss <laughs> dirt spots on the floor, you'll spot IEDs. And oh, Afghanistan. this drill instructor is telling me to get yes. into. A fucking dryer. I will do it with pride. Yeah, and then I will get into this dryer because maybe one day I will have to sit in a tiny place for a long amount of time so the insurgents don't find me. And then you find out in the Marine Corps that it's a whole that you will clean things more often than you will shoot. Oh yeah, you, so much more, especially like for the like oh probably ninety nine percent of the military, you will clean 
more than you will shoot a gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by far. Oh, yeah. Or even touch a gun. Yeah. Like, yeah, like fuck, dude. I can count. I could probably count. No, I can't count that high. But I could probably count with two hands and my feet how many times we actually held guns. Well, I was going to say just fired it. Because yeah. there's plenty of times that, like, it's just what the Marine Corps does is, like, any bullshit training. Yeah. Even if it's of somehow backyard yeah, I guess training, if I, if I count, you're holding the I gun. If I count boot camp and fucking MCT, I had a gun boot a lot camp, more. MCT, I had every time a gun in the field. a lot more than in boot camp and MCT in my hands than I did in the fleet. <laughs> yeah. To be yeah. honest. And that's, yeah, that's typically how it is. Yeah. And I just want to plug um, Seaburn on Instagram, and he's on fucking Twitter uh, now, Seaburn Dad. He has the dope ass illustrations with Nate the Illustrator. Yeah. Or Nate Illustration. They've blown it's up a of, few times. Yeah, they, they're pretty fucking dope. I just went on their podcast and we were talking about this. And I don't know when it's coming out. I'll fucking ask him. But I wanted, I, the only reason why I brought it up is because we talked about this leadership thing. And we were, so this whole episode, it was, um, some, it was two, uh, uh, uh Canadian guys that were in the military and two, United States guys that were in the military is me and Seaburn and then Nate and his buddy Isaac. And it was pretty cool. It was kind of interesting to see how similar they are and how similar they react, which is kind of to be expected because of, you know, first off, we're both first world nations in the Americas, you know, kind of thing. And a large portion of our uh, military is based off of England and theirs is obviously based off of England and kind of whatever. It's very similar. But we were talking about leadership for a while, and I I just wanted to get on this subject to expand a little bit more on it and how there was a certain point in my Marine Corps career that I realized I couldn't expect leadership to be trusted because leadership in their sense of the word was rankings that are higher than you. It wasn't actual true leadership. And Seaburn brought up a good point where he's like, I usually got along more with officers and officers would listen to me more if they had previously been in... Enlisted? Uh, well, no. Well, enlisted was one. But what he was talking about was played sports in high school. Oh, really? If they played sports in high school, they were a lot more apt to come and talk to me as an NCO. And I was like, you know, there's a thing for that. Like, uh, most of the people that I knew, the officers that played sports, were a lot better at understanding leadership. Because on a, on a football team, let's say football, for example. We both played football in high school. So on a football team, there's captains and there's like your leadership captains and whatever. They, the four guys, usually it is four guys that are yep. your captains. Mm-hmm. And they go out and they do the coin pl- toss and whatever. And usually they're picked captains, not just because the coach likes them or whatever. It's usually because the team listens to them. Yeah. And they kind of set the tone and, uh, usually the, they're older, outspoken, the generalizations of what the team is about. Yeah. Like, uh, whether it's, you know, kind of a family oriented team or a very professional team or like whatever, they yeah. kind of set the tone of that. Yeah. It's usually and, like the, the loudest dudes that get everyone hyped up. Yeah. The, when the, the, they're like, you know, when you do something wrong, it's not the coach that goes after you. It's that guy. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, why am I being yelled at by my own teammate? And, and it's like, every- but you egregiously fucked up, so it makes sense. And, and it's not like they're fucking just sitting there. And don't get me wrong. There's bad leadership in in sports, too. Yeah. But, like, the majority of the time, if you had a good experience in sports, like, it was, like, for a lot of the time, I was the team captain. Like, I was a team captain in every sport I fucking played. It didn't matter if I was a senior or freshman, whatever team I was on. I was just always the guy that's like, hey, you're fucking up right now. Let's fucking fix this and let's get on. 
And a lot of people respected me for that. And I felt like that's kind of what I carried through into the Marine Corps. Sure, yeah. like I was like, I don't like all this bullshit. I like everybody knew that I hated the bullshit, and I railed against the bullshit a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot more than probably most people do in the Marine Corps. And I railed against it. Yeah, but I would try to keep my guys out of it, and I was like basically smited for that multiple times in the Marine Corps. Oh yeah, like they did not like that I tried to keep my guys out of it. And that I would take the fall. And that's kind of like the point that he was making was like a lot of people that I met. uh, We were specifically talking about officers because they automatically get granted fucking divine right over you. Um, So like we were saying like the officers that played sports in high school, they kind of understand leadership more than the guys that, you know, just probably had no friends in high school. Because there's plenty of guys that have no friends in high school that join the Marine Corps right out of high school oh. and are enlisted. And they're fucking weird and nobody likes them. Yeah. And then there's it's guys It's not that, the typical people you think join the military. Yeah. It's not And then there's all. a lot of guys that are officers that do that, that go to college yes. and never yes. had any friends, didn't play any sports. Yes. And then when they get out, or when they finally join the military, they don't understand leadership because they've always been an individual. And a lot of times, uh, like, what shows good leadership is being able to be a good follower to become a good leader. True. And so, like, the, like a lot of these people don't even understand it because they've never been a follower or a leader ever once in their life. But they're automatically granted this d- yes. divine right because they have a degree that they are now in charge and they never listen to the NCOs. They never fucking listen to their guys and why morale is so low and why nobody reenlists. Yeah. And it, 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 was, it was kind of a cool like equation because of the leadership aspect of it we were just talking about. That's interesting. I think, uh, too, is like, uh, a lot of, a lot of those guys, a lot of officers, they, yeah, they, they're they're like much more, they drink a lot more of the Mm Kool-Aid. Even, even the good ones. Well, and they have to, right? Because they get paid more and they have different responsibilities. I, 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 I think they just, they have to. Like, even if they're not about it, they have to. Yeah. They'll just get rid of them. Oh, yeah. And, um, but it's interesting because yeah, there's a there's a sh- I don't know there's a decent amount of officers that like they're literally kids and they're they, children like, like they come of, into the chow hall you know when a boot officer drop yes. comes in and you're like oh we got new PFCs and then they're like sitting on the officer side and you say it loud enough that they look over and you're like oh shit that's a butter bar yeah it, it, it it's pretty amazing how much like butter bars are disrespected. Almost more than PFCs. Yeah, and, in certain aspects. Well, because well, they're I, disrespected by both sides. I, yes. And I would say that, like, it, uh, like the Marine Corps, ex- like, how the atmosphere in the Marine Corps is they expect the lower enlisted to fuck up. Yeah. And everyone expects the lieutenant, second lieutenant to fuck up. But the second lieutenant, when they fuck up, it's a much bigger deal. No one talks about fucking, you know, PFC fucking... PFC shitbag. Showed up late up. for five minutes. Usually that's handled with the sergeants and corporals yeah. and that it's gone. But when a second lieutenant does something stupid, it's you will find the uh, higher enlisted, like the staff NCOs, oh, bitch they'll about bitch it. about it. And then it follows down to the sergeants. Well, they'll bitch about it. And they'll, and they'll even tell their guys about yeah, how I'm, stupid I the would second... definitely tell yes. my guys. And they'll definitely, like, tell how stupid these people are. And, and a lot of times it's because they are honestly actually fucking stupid. Well, yeah, most – well, it's it, 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 like honestly to give them a little bit of credit, they're just getting thrown into a situation that they're not prepared for because the military can't prepare anyone for anything. Yeah, exactly. And they 
they beef them up like you're a fucking officer and like i guarantee OCS? yes yes yeah. i guarantee how they beef off up being like you're a fucking marine now you made yeah. it you're in the club you're a warrior now they tell them you lead warriors yeah. you're a fucking like you lead yeah and the from problem the front. is they have no idea what leadership is like yeah, most actual of them, leadership yeah. is and i brought up the point i was like if you look at the medal of honor recipients in the united states marine corps from the time that we were founded to now whether it's Medal of Honor or um, V's for Valor or any any such thing of honor on a fucking battlefield, the majority and the vast majority are enlisted. They aren't yeah. officers. Well, I mean... Maybe until recently. That might just be statistically, just because oh, there's because more there's enlisted. More. But I think there's... A, but... I think there's a different... I think there's a... And right, causation is not correlation. Sure. Or, sure. Yeah. I'm not saying your point is wrong. Because I don't think it's wrong because yeah. uh, I just think it's because, uh, one, I think, you know, more enlisted plays a factor is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I but I, I think that you're right as in like it, it the, well, one, the second lieutenants and first lieutenant, I mean, maybe at the end of the first lieutenant's like career as a first lieutenant before they get captain, yeah. that's when they're like, it's a solid officer. Yeah. Usually it's a, it's a first lieutenant and then, but any second lieutenant in the, in the military Garbage. Yeah, just straight garbage. every single one of garbage. The thing, unless they like, were a, but then you uh, see privates that aren't fucking garbage. Yeah. Well, and, and that's a thing. Like I almost officers would be more more motivated. I would say, or at least they per, uh, put on the facade that they're more motivated, but they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. So they just show up, try to kind of wing it. And don't get me wrong, I have no problem with people winging it. Yeah, obviously, it's just I that, wing fucking everything yeah, in my life. It's just, but well, that's the that's the trick. Is like when you're finally in for a couple of years in the Marine Corps, you know you can figure out real quick how to wing it. I don't know how many times I bullshitted my way through a conversation in in the military, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's easy to it's easier to because bullshit even, people when they're officer or younger officers. Yeah, but even captains, bro. Like I felt like I, like I feel like captains the class that I I winged it the most with. I think I feel like yeah. captain was the class that I winged well, it the most with. Yeah. and got away with it. Majors. Majors, majors are, knew. Majors they knew yeah. how it worked. They knew. They knew. Yeah. How it They've been worked. around. They long can enough. be. They can fuck up themselves and be assholes themselves. But they they're pretty good at uh, sensing the bullshit. Yeah. And you're. And you have to be. You tread carefully. Yeah. Because captains. But then there was some uh, that hard. made it through. Obviously, just like every other rank, where they can. They they're yeah. just as. And I, one of the big things that we talked about was um, how incompetency is so rot throughout the marine yeah. corps well it's all it's about obedience and it's all about staying in if you can just stay in you don't have to be good at all oh yeah if you just stay in and you can say yes mm -hmm. then you're fine yeah you're fine in the military no seriously and it, it goes for the i mean officers might be a little bit stricter yeah on, a little on, bit on their stuff but like it, it's honestly about it's also very political in the office officer it side is. too and I got explained to this from a first lieutenant. Yeah, and he, and it's all it's way more he political. Hated it. Oh, he, he did. He was a cool it. one. He was cool, and he knew how to play. He just knew how to play the game, and he Dude, admitted and when he knew how to play the game. So I'm kind of I kind of fall into this now, where even in so I obviously work for a large corporation, and um, scumbag. I know. <laughs> so do you? Fuck you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the and dude, they're taking over the world. They're Whatever, anyways. But it, I've always known how to play the game. Even in, like, even in sports when yeah. you're younger. 
Yeah. There's the political game. It's not the same. Everything has politics in it. Everything has politics in it. People, you you have to cozy up to the right people. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. It's, that's kind of like the biggest theme. Just real quick. I just want to make a point. Um, so I actually was just listening to this, uh, book. It's an audio book and it's by Bob Woodward and it was, uh, it's Bush's war. It's more of like the cathedral's version of, of, what of, of Bush's war. But there's a quote in there that Bush says. And he recognized at, uh, at a, a young political age, I would say, young 30s probably, that the access he had to his father made him more valuable. Yeah. And he realized at a young age that, that the access that, that access is power. Yeah. The more you have access to powerful figures and one on ones, the more lesser powerful people were to come to you because uh you have access to right. the person that even they if want. you don't have true access. Yeah. Even if it's visualized access. And I thought yeah. that was just an interesting quote that Bush said. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And it, that gets said a lot in the Marine Corps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we my God. That. Even the lower enlisted understands that because it's not, like, if you want the best gear, you better know people in supply. You better know people in supply. Yes. You want your admin paperwork yes. to get pushed through quickly yes. or people to do it for you, you better know people in admin and you yes. better be friends with them. But, uh, fuck, I kind of lost where I was going with the original point. Um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I don't remember what we were talking about right before that. Uh, leadership? Yeah, it was leadership-oriented. I, I think, well, anyway, I guess what I was trying to say was, like, there's, uh, you ob- oh, it was the political system. And yeah. It's like, uh, you know, you, there's obviously certain aspe- aspects of the political game, and it was corporations. So there's certain, like, I've fallen into it now. Where it's like, I know how to play the game. And I think a lot of the problem, in my opinion, what I see as problems in our society or whatever, is people realizing that it's a game, or like similar to a game, that they know how to play the game, but they don't buck up to it. They just do what they have to, to uh, play the game, but still keep as much of their morals intact as they can. So... They'll play the game if it benefits them. And they bitch about the game because they don't like it, but they still play it. And I've been also in that, I've always known how to play the game. I could, if I wanted to, I could be the biggest shill and like sell out and do everything that they wanted me to. I could, I could do it instantly. I know exactly what all these people want and I could not do my job, but still do those things and be completely fine and get everything that I wanted. Yep. But I, for some reason, for me, I can't. And I feel like the problem is that we've had too many people play the game and not say that the game is fucked up. Yeah. That the game is wrong and incorrect. We were talking about sports earlier and how I said it gave the... It's as close as they could possibly come to making it an equal playing field on both sides with rules and um, an actual size of a field. Like, mm-hmm. uh, everything is so boxy that it's like, it's very close to as it's very close to a non-factor for both teams as close as possible almost you know mm-hmm. that it doesn't affect either team either way for them to perform the things that they want to do but that's not how it is outside of sports but in a sense like we have a shit ton of people that play the game constantly and they don't like the game and they think it's unfair because the game is actively unfair. Mm-hmm. It's rigged one way. 
Mm-hmm. But if you know how to play it, then you can rig it towards your side a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you have to uh, let go of a lot of things that you hold true or that people that hold their values close to. You have to let go to some of those things. And, yeah. and, and for me, I have a problem with letting go of those things because I feel like those things are me. And it's kind of come a part of me to avidly go against the game and get what I want. Yeah. Well, I think uh, a lot and I of... I think more people need to challenge the fucking game. I think a lot of veterans are... Uh, I think veterans will get into whatever job that they're in, figure out what's going on, try to understand what's going on, the rules, the standards, the courtesies, yeah. whatever it is. And then once they have an idea or a grasp of what's going on, then they start bitching. Yeah. Because they know exactly, like, I, I don't know if they know, they might not know exactly what the problem is, but, but they know exactly what's the problem the to them. They know the heartbeat of what everybody else is thinking, like, well, the problems are. And then they'll start bitching to a lot of their coworkers. I mean, I I mean, I do the same thing, dude. If I'm, I'm the same way. And then, like. And then a lot of my coworkers are like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that right. is fucked up. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know, dude, people say, like, you know, like they, people hire veterans for, like, oh, the veterans are dependable and, like, they're, you know, on time, they're fucking reliable, and they're, don't they get serve me wrong. their country. There's a lot of people that are very by the book that are veterans that literally sure. just, yeah they do what they're told and they go on about it. I think it's a bit of, like, you get a bit of both. You, where, like, you, you run have, the risk as a corporation. Where you have, like, one veteran that will do what he's told, bend over backwards, and, and, and he'll, you know, just do whatever. But you get a certain number, like, I don't, I don't know why, but, I mean, my mom said this to me, and my mom, like, she was like, you were always kind of a positive person when you were in high school, but when you joined the, the military, I get, I get told that too. you were, su- you were negative, everything sucked, the everything world sucked, negative. you had, every time we talk, I talked to him, I would try to talk to him once a week, maybe once every two weeks, but every time, if they asked me about the military... I had complaints. Yeah. And a long list of complaints. And I don't and know... And it kind of felt like my only outlet for well, a lot of it. Well, I think that's the thing, too, is, like, I know the military, they put on this, like, oh, you know, like, they put on this smoke show where, like, you can come talk to us about your problems. We have an open-door policy. Open-door policy. Open-door open policy and get you on the back end are two phrases that I do not trust for anything. Yep. And then when you do have a complaint, you go to your, you know enlisted senior enlisted and they just basically tell you like that's how it is and suck it up yeah and if you even think about going higher than that it's a problem yeah. it's a major problem and they act like it's a problem not like the the enlisted that you went and talked to but the ones above you they're like well Why nobody really me? gives a fuck about what you yeah. say yeah no one cares and then they single you out for everything that they possibly can yeah so i think there's like this built i mean it, dude, if you're if you're in a smoke pit anywhere in the military, it's just people bitching. Yeah, it's people bitching left and right, and and it's it's an outlet. It's literally an outlet. You can't complain. I mean, you can complain to you can complain to your coworkers, which is very frequent, but you can't really complain up. Yeah, like you can you can in a way, and there's those like NCOs that are the medium. Like I understand what you're saying, but this is kind of how it goes. How it is, and you just gotta play the game. Yes, you gotta play the game. And I I think the problem is, is like a lot of people play the game, and a lot of people realize that they can be the mediator that plays the game, but also lets people know. And they're almost 
worse in my in my idea. They're almost worse because they're like taking the criticism mm-hmm. and they're like, I understand the criticism, but you just gotta yeah. just gotta let it go and flow yep. with it because it'll be a lot easier for you. And but it's like it's like there fuck. might not be a choice. Yeah, and and sometimes there's not, and it's like fuck. Sometimes it's like. I feel like there's a lot of people that if they just didn't play the game, the game would break. Oh, the well, game would freeze. For sure. Obviously. If, if, if you got, I mean, if you got and a I'm platoon just, of Marines to just be like, I'm not going to work today, I mean, there'd probably be some severe consequences, yeah. don't get me wrong, but it would make the fucking leadership look like dog shit. Yeah, and it'd be like, yo, what the I mean, fuck is happening? You it's would like, get thrown yeah, under the bus probably, yeah. but... The leadership above them would look at those leaders yeah. like they're fucking and, ridiculous. And it was kind of had to do with like the um, yeah the Tim cast with Michael Malice. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, there was that point where Tim called the um, the dude and the chick uh, in where St. Louis and St. Louis like but, he was yeah. like they were cow- He's a coward. He's running for governor, yeah. and he's like he's a coward. And like I kind of agree with Tim more than Michael Malice on that. I understand Michael Malice's yeah. point. Completely, I get it. There's so, there's some things that are not worth risking for you, and it's it can be honorable I, to live to yeah. fight another day. I understand that True. completely. I don't agree that you are doing that when you're running for an elected office. Just yeah, just for reference, really quick. Uh, it's the St. Louis couple. They got really famous internet meme. Basically, the dude was holding like a, I think his, it was an AR-15. Yeah, it was an AR-15. His wife was holding, I forgot, but I don't it was know, a some, hand, some little, handgun. Ru- really little Ruger handgun. And they became like, a, like they made him Grand Theft Auto. It was really cool. Yeah. But basically, this mob came in through their gated community and was rioting about Black Lives Matter. I wouldn't say rioting, but they were protesting outside their private home. And they actually came in through private property. Yes. And they honestly, the Missouri fucking, like, governor said, or the AD, I think, it was the, the, or DA, the district attorney, said that if they shot, they probably would have been justified in the court of law. Yeah. Because it was on private property and it should have been looked at no differently than them coming into their home. Yeah, but, uh, they didn't. But anyways, uh, they got in trouble, actually. It wasn't the mob outside their house that got in trouble. But yeah. They got in trouble, and basically the cops came and confiscated their weapons. Now, there's two things about this that's fucked up. This dude's running for, I think it's just state senator in yeah, Missouri. Might, it's I think like it's that. something like it's that. It's one or the other. It's like governor. And he's all about gun rights or whatever like that. And But when he the court case came, he pled guilty. And then he posted about how he thanked the, the or not he didn't thank the cops. Sorry, he, he basically said, excused not, the cops yeah, for what like, they I'm were not doing. Posting their faces. I'm not mad about the cops for doing their job. I'm mad about the policy. Blah blah yeah. blah. But honestly, he shouldn't have pled guilty. In my opinion, Michael, and Tim yeah. Poole's opinion, he shouldn't have pled guilty. He should have tried yeah. to fight it. And it's like, how much money do you really have to and, fight it? And, and I get, yeah, it. I get that. Well, here's but the it, it only comes back thing. to the thing of like not playing the game. I think I, I understand. I that. reject everything about this. I think I think it's a young man's mentality. I get it, I and get I think that. no, and, and, I'm, and, and I hope and, we don't lose that. I know. I and really Tim hope Poole we said don't. that too. He's yeah. like, maybe I'm just hot headed. I you know I don't have I don't have a wife and I don't. Have you kids. add a wife, you add kids. Factors maybe. change, and, and, and I don't I know if that. it changes for you, right? But it's gonna be it's gonna determine for, down the road if it ever happens. Absolutely, and for me, like I I mean, fuck. When we talked about the whole shit that was going on with our buddy that got in trouble because he was on our show and all this stuff, like I had I had to have a whole conversation with my parents where it's like, hey, we got 
put into this United States court case saying that we are these things and these things are detrimental to the society of the United States. And there's some things that have come out recently that would very explicitly point to us as being in violation of United States codes or whatever, or they could label us as things that they could go after. So, and I right wing extremist. Yeah, well, extremists in general. It could be right or left wing because it's very uh, ambiguous on how they put it out there. I thought that's what they were called, though. Or was it well, just no, extremist? that's what we were called. No, oh, we weren't okay. called right wing at all. We were just called um, extreme, or no, uh, we were called veteran. What was it? It was. I just thought it was right wing extremist. No, it Maybe wasn't. It wasn't right, it wasn't right wing. It was like. Uh, uh, anarchist extremists, I think. An- anarchist, uh, what's the, it's not dysfunctional. What's the other, dis- not disgruntled. It's like, uh, what's being against the state as a veteran? What's the, what's the, what did they call it? Um, fuck. I don't remember. It was something veteran anarchist. Sure. It was, I don't, you know, yeah. yeah, it was something like that. And so, but we fall into this new category with like more, I don't know. It's like domestic, uh, abuse fucking things that just got put out. Reed Coverdale put out a whole thing on it today. Anyways, um, I had to have a whole conversation with my parents like, hey, this is what happened. It's um, a very awkward conversation to have with your parents tell them that you might be an enemy of the state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and they were like, well, you don't want to be a broke martyr. And it's, sure. like, it's like, I understand what you're saying and maybe I should reel back some things. And, and I get it. Like, there's some things that People aren't going to take as a joke. And some things that we say aren't meant to be taken as a joke. Well, the fucked up part... I'll finish this point real quick and then you go with the fucked up part. But it's like, I reject this. I reject everything about it. And honestly, I'm not... I get it. It, it, It fucks... It deals with a whole bunch of different people other than just me. I understand that. But I think it's worth... Like, I honestly think it's worth it. And I will take that... I will take that responsibility. And that's kind of what I had to tell them. And I was like, yo, I, like, I get it. I, I fucking understand. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, some fucking cops kill my fucking dog and it had no reason to kill my fucking dog because my dog's a giant fucking pussy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not walking out of there alive. Yeah. Like, I understand that. And I will take that standard because I feel like people should. I'm not saying that like in that extreme of a case, you don't have to fucking do that. I get that. Don't, yeah, you but don't have I to would, die for your dog. No, you don't have to die for your dog, and I get that. But no, I mean, for me, I probably would. Sure, just because I think it's fucking absolutely horrendous. And yeah, I'm taking people down, and with you're not me. wrong for and saying that. Actually, absolutely. At and least I, in my opinion, you're not wrong for believing that at yeah, all. And I, I'll take people down with me, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with people dragging people down with me in that sense. But I'm not saying everybody has to do that. But I feel like everybody that that's happened to, they take that police department to the fucking wall. And they fucking, they rail them legally or publicly and they consistently and constantly do it. Because if they don't, then they continue to get away with it. And that's why people play the game. They're like, oh, we'll do it in a legal sense and we'll fucking keep going. And it's like, yeah, but settling for money outside of court isn't taking it away legally. Like, you need, like, I feel like you should be looking for punitive actions against these people and use the state against them. In any sense of how that would happen. I just use the example of, you know, killing your dog for an unjust thing. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say. Yeah, what I was going to say is fucked up is like, you know, we're out of the military. 
We're, we're not. We're, we don't fall under the UCMJ anymore. Yeah. We're we're free from that. So we have significantly more free speech rights. Yeah, absolutely. So what sucks is like we thought it was just a harmless fucking podcast to have with an old friend, a good fucking guy that never did anything wrong to anyone, especially in his military. Career. Especially in his military career, actually a good a, marine. Yeah, like, damn good. Like just a, a good fucking guy. Loved the military, had a, like, it really, really wanted to, like, his, change it, change from, the it from the inside was his, to be saying, you know, we don't agree with that, but, you know, that's what he wanted to do. And I don't, I don't fault people for that. No, not at all. Like, that's, uh, there, that's more, I that's feel ex- like that's more honorable in some sense than what we do in, in, in Maybe, senses. yeah. Maybe, I, it could I don't, be, I don't like, know. But I don't know what the best way to change the military because I don't think we are doing the best way all the time. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if inside's the best way to do it. Yeah. But this guy was a great fucking guy. Had getting ready to get married. Has uh fucking like just gr- like took care of his marines. I, I was under. God damn. Yeah. I was underneath him. He fucking took bullets for us all the time. And then he has a podcast like. Where he's not even really... Where we're theoretically talking about the Boogaloo. And and And, it's of a government that is actively tyrannical and attacking United States citizens. And I understand... In a war frame. And I understand where the military freaked out about. I get it. But they threw this guy to the fucking wall. And he's never harmed anyone. Never had any fucking... He just had some slight uh, different opinions than what the norm should be in the military. And... Just, oh, sorry, you had a, a pretty hardcore libertarian that was in the military that just spoke of and talked about, like, what it would be like if ever the military or the government decided to become completely tyrannical and there ever broke out hit, some sort of civil war. tyrannical. Like, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. In all of our Boogaloo episodes. I mean, dude, when like, we, we said it multiple people. times in the episode where we're like... We don't think we should go to the Boogaloo now. We don't think that's yeah, that's the, the answer. I the what we were framing is that is if the government went way too far. And like you know, there's different opinions on what way too far is, don't Absolutely. get me wrong. And but our lives are pretty good and we were pretty okay with just like bitching about the government at the time. And this guy just came on and you know, it was definitely probably not what the military wants to hear. No, don't absolutely. get me wrong. But to throw this guy to the, like, literally throw the fucking entire book at him, you swat a Marine Corps officer like he's some fucking threat, like he's gonna, like he's literally in the military, pledged to the military, he deployed for you fucking assholes, and then you're gonna fucking tear him down and throw him like he's nothing? And then make an example out of him and ruin, like, and that's the biggest thing, But that's the point, where it's like, you just proved everything we said. Yeah. You just proved everything. Yeah. Because he is sitting there on that podcast and saying, I think I can still change it. From the inside. From the inside. I think I can change it from the inside. Because peacefully. Well, peacefully. At, well, yeah. Peacefully. What I mean, peacefully. He, he the change. Yeah. What he he mean by changing the military? That's, you change that peacefully. Yeah. And he constantly, that's what he said. That's what he wanted. He was like, we're not at this point yet. But if it ever did happen, where the mil- United States military actively went and deployed to cities in the United States, yeah. where it was Hitler levels of deployments and things like that. Yeah, there's like, yeah. we're talking about... They're the rounding ultimate- up libertarians, putting them in camps, and slaughtering them. Yes, and and I get I get the argument where people make that 
we probably we should have or we should be currently doing like fighting against it because nip it in the bud whatever i get that that's not what the argument is right now he was not advocating for it at all at all and he was saying i think there's still a good portion of the military that we can change and we can change the society and the politics and everything else and he was actively doing it from a very good stance and in good standing with the military yeah and they throw the book at him and he and that's why honestly one of the reasons why i respect the guy so fucking much because he's he, he's going to like he's fought this yeah like he's but but yeah my whole point real quick is just that when um when someone actually like descends it's like the worst thing ever yeah and it's like the the one thing that governments the fucking worst at, especially the military is change yeah even if it's like like the only thing changes in the military is it gets worse yeah it's worse and worse especially like I, I mean, we've been on the military, like, what, five years, four years, five yeah, years, 2016 whatever? 2016 for me. Seven, uh, four, five years for you, four years for me. Fucking, dude, I bet it's worse. I bet it's much, much I worse. I bet it's way worse. I bet it's worse with all this woke bullshit. I bet it's so bad. I bet that, you their like, re-enlistment numbers are worse than they were then, and they were acting, oh, yeah. they were asking people to submit enlist, re-enlistment packages when they just got to the fleet. To just cancel them afterwards so they could show that they have re-enlistment numbers. Yeah. I bet you it's worse than that now. Yeah, I bet it is. And, like, maybe, I don't, I, I should look this up, but I don't I really, see it with better. Trump, maybe it went up, maybe it stayed the same, I don't know. But now, dude, so many people in the military fucking hate it. Yeah. Absolutely despise it. And, and for good and, reason. And, like, that's what's hard for me, is to know that I had someone on my podcast and they got fucked by the state because of it. Yeah. And that's what makes me, like, rethink, like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have active duty guys on. Maybe I should be careful yeah, who we, I talk we've to. we've actually, like, very straight away, and well, fuck, we've straight away from guests since we found that shit out. Yeah. And, like, it, it, it's not even, like, like, dude, like, someone got swatted. Their house got fucking swatted. He, has a, he had a fiancé, a dog, and they got swatted. Luckily, no one got hurt. Yeah. No, no one died or anything. But you know how this goes, you know what happens. Yeah, and like he's what a demon? To and what? Thing. What if he didn't even know who it was that was breaking in, and he decided to fight back, and then he died because some fucking four FBI fuckers came in ununiformed to like invade, like raid his house. Like I don't know. Like that's a lot to fucking take in. It would be like, oh, one of my good friends, a good leader in my fucking Marine Corps career, the only one, one of the only few I can look up to, got swatted because he came on my show. Yeah. and it's like fuck, man. Like, and that's where it's like, it's like, fuck. do I continue to do this shit? Yeah. And, it, and it, it gets fucking hard. It's like, do I continue to do this shit? It gets fucking sad and depressing. And it's like, at the same time, I feel like I have an obligation to at this point. Yeah. Like, not even to, like, the people, but, like, just in general to say, like, hey, this is why the state is fucked up. Yeah. Like, because they will literally demonize good people for no good damn reason. Yeah. And it, and it it's so frustrating and blatantly fucking, like, just trash. Yeah. Like, it's just trash. As we always see that every time in the military, it's always the good ones that get fucked over. It's always the good ones. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's a lot of people in the military that have this, uh, they, they, they turn to, like, well, I'm not good at being a Marine, but I'll be damn good at my job. Yeah. There's and plenty of them. Plenty. There's, there's so that, many. That's a lot of people. That's probably that are like, the majority. Fuck being a good, probably the majority. Fuck being a good Marine. Like, 
I'll be damn and good at it, my job. And it makes sense. When you're in the military, you're like, okay, but, like, I'm a pogue. I don't... I'm not deploying anywhere. I don't, I don't, I don't need sh- to I work be... on her vehicles all day. My uniform's not going to be fucking clean by the yeah, end of the I, day. Yeah, I, I don't really give a fuck about my uniform standard. I don't, like, necessarily care that much about physical standard. I do, in a way, but, like, because I just, myself, like, I want to be physically fit. But, like... Your standard that you're trying to put me on doesn't affect my fucking job. No. Like, I'm an Intel guy. I could be fat as fuck and still provide Intel. Like, yeah. I'm smart. And probably do it better than some people. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm not saying there shouldn't be some standard for the military, but it's fucking garbage when you just watch, like, all these people that are good at their fucking job. Damn good at their job. And you see the shittiest person at their job, but they can run really fast and, and lift an- enough ammo cans over their goddamn head. And they suck the dick of their well, upper, enlisted, upper enlisted. And then all of a sudden they're promoted. And you're better at them than your job, but you're fucking, f- I don't know, 50 points under the score because you told your fucking gunny that, like, hey, this is wrong. And he got butt hurt. Yeah. And, well, and that's the thing, right? Where it's like, uh, I gotta be. Like, with the... Can you grab me a beer when you get a chance? Yeah. Um, But that's the thing, right? It's like when... When you want to just be good at your job. Like, if the military was run correctly, you would have people that are good at their jobs, regardless of standards. Because... Regardless of physical standards. Because there's a plenty and plenty and plenty of jobs that don't require any sort of physical fitness at all. Whatsoever. Like, zero. Zero percent. There's definitely people that don't require these fucking physical standards. There's jobs that don't require these standards. It's insane to expect everybody to have these standards. Because their job doesn't require it of them. Would I rather people that fall into a physical fitness standard and uh, semi-sort of kind of know their job? No, I would rather people that absolutely know their job and can do it full well... And don't fall into these physical standards because they don't need to fall into these physical standards. They're not going to be gun bunnies. They're not going to be running and gunning. And that's also the problem with, especially the Marine Corps, every Marine is a rifleman at the be Like, that's what you get told constantly throughout the Marine Corps. Every Marine's a rifleman. And guess what? Not every fucking Marine's a rifleman. If I was a rifleman in the Marine Corps, I'd touch my gun more than once a year. Like, it doesn't make sense for me to be a rifleman and touch my gun once a year. Do you want me to be, you know, effective when I touch my rifle? If I'm not effective when I touch my rifle, then I'm not a rifleman. But they will fucking constantly say that every Marine's a rifleman. And I just don't understand how you can expect some certain jobs. Let's say it's supply, intel, admin. Why are these... If you want competency in these jobs then the physical standards don't fucking matter. They don't fucking matter. Dude, and, the, and the, one of the fucking biggest things, going back to a little bit of the leadership, is when you you have never, you don't know something, when you are, like, you, you're not, un, you're unsure about something, and then you fucking um, do something and you fail, and then the, the higher enlisted will bring it out on you. And when they're bringing it out on you, it's because they're getting shit. But the reality, most of the time, is is because they fucking suck. It's because they don't know what they're doing. They they fucking screw everything up. And then then because everything goes downhill in the military, that it can't be known that they got bitched at. That they start bringing everything out on you, and that's when hell comes down on you. And you got you got to stay later in the military. 
uh, stay after work later and fucking fix whatever the fuck you gotta do and they bitch at you and they get stricter and they try to pull this whole like like big bad thing and they'll fucking like lock you down and put you in formation and yell at you because they got yelled at but they're not going to admit that and they're not going to admit that it's their fault and most of the time and that's what makes like that's what makes good leaders in the military is, is the, the ones that can take the is, criticism and then not do anything yeah, about it the one that'll take guys. the yeah take the criticism and not do anything to junior guys because you know when like something happened where your enlisted gets fucking punished and then all of a sudden they come to you and they start treating you like differently you know like it's it's it was like you know it was like 20% chiller before they got bitched yeah it's like 20% chiller then all of a sudden like you're just talking to them like normal like you always do and then they'll like stop you and be like gunnery sergeant right yeah, and you're like, what? oh, here we go, motherfucker. What's happening? And you're like, I need, and then, like, all of a sudden, everything comes down, and I don't know. I fucking, that's the worst fucking part about the military is everything rolled downhill. Yeah. That, and, and they're, downhill. and they're good at doing it to you to and get making, on, get on your Marines. Yeah. They're good at making, like, you be like, yeah. you need to get a fire in your ass and put a fire in their ass because to get you, them to do these things because you, you're fucked up and it's like, wait, I'm fucked up. I'm doing what you told me to you do. Fucked up, you fucked up. You fucking told me. me, yeah. And that's and you know and you didn't prepare me for this situation. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? I always had those conversations where I got I got reamed for something that they did, and I I got reamed a lot. I mean, you fucking knew it with Cardenas and fucking Robledo. I got reamed a shit ton in Okinawa, and so like once. When they did, and they were like, and I had to go sit down with the platoon to tell them what our new fucking orders were to do, it's like, hey, I fucking get this shit is stupid. I just got my ass chewed for no fucking reason because they told us wrong. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to do it like this and because they want us to do it like this. It's fucking stupid and I agree with you. But we're probably going to be here for a fucking long ass time and get through it how you need to get through it. And that's when we, and that's and kind of what I want to segue to this too. So we're not just bitching about the Marine Corps anymore is like, uh, um, jokes. Like we fucking would make jokes oh about God. it. We would make jokes about it. And that's kind of where our humor comes from. And that's like, like, fuck dude. I think a lot of people, they hear our humor and they're like, Damn, you guys joke oh, about some sure. fucked up shit. I mean, we had a whole episode on suicide, and the entire time we were laughing about it. Yeah. You haven't listened to that episode because you're a newer listener. I think it's episode 10? Yeah, I think it's episode 10. Don't fucking kill yourself. Yeah, it's called Don't Fucking Kill Yourself. And it's, 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 I, I'm very happy that I joined the Marine Corps strictly because of the humor that I gained from it. Realizing when to make jokes about things that most people don't think are funny, but make me feel better. In general, because I have to deal with the harsh realities of yeah. the world and how it is. I mean, yeah. The, the military, it just... Well, one, it just breeds dark humor because you have to justify the things that you're doing. Yeah. So, like... And, and, and there's very, very long periods of time. Long periods of times that you don't even know how long you're going to be there. That you're just sitting there talking to your friends yeah you make conversation i mean you know you can listen to music but that gets boring after a while like i don't know that many people that listen to podcasts in yeah. the military well, i don't we think were podcasting really big. a thing but um most of the time it's literally you're talking about random fucking shit with your friends and then while you're talking about random shit 
you start getting on these like weird, almost like a bit, like a comedian bit, where like you and your friend just go back and forth talking about like whatever the fuck you're talking about. Like it can get dark, it can get evil, it can get very sinister. It can get very sinister. And, but the, that's the thing though is like there was no edge in the military. Like there, you know how people say there's a, a, like a, the, that comedian's edgy. He's always yeah, on the edge. There is no edge in the military. There's no edge. Like it just does it's not an infinity pool. exist. It's an like, infinity you, pool of jokes. You can say the most fucked up thing and it not be funny, and four people will still laugh in the military. Yeah, because it's better than my current reality. Yeah, and the reason why I brought this up and another little segue is. The joke heard round the world this weekend was Jeffrey Kaufman from the LPNH, well, I guess it was last week, told the kid, um, this person, he didn't know it was a kid at first, he was like, this person 100% would eat my dick. And don't get me wrong, I understand where everybody's coming from. I get it. Especially the follow-ups, I get it. I get it. He's been a guy that has... Constantly posted very edgy, and I put that in air quotes for all those that can't see us, edgy things on LPNH. Mm -hmm. I get it. And maybe he'll face consequences for it. Maybe he won't. Who knows? I don't know. It's not my fucking party. Like, uh, New Hampshire is not my fucking state. Whatever. I don't really give a shit. That was clearly said as a joke. Clearly. Clearly. This kid would, or this person would 100% eat my dick, or whatever he said. It was something along the along those lines. He, did, the, it, he did it unknowingly that it was a 17-year-old yeah, kid. a 17-year-old kid. And then, well, first off, why is there a 17-year-old kid in this uh, email list uh, that everybody gets from the LP uh, National? Yeah, like, for, yeah, first of all, if you're going to expose a teenager to the internet... We were exposed to the internet as teenagers. And Xbox Live. Xbox baby. Live. Let's. It was not censored. There was no like censor of like speech and stuff. Like maybe yeah. in like the text, if you ever sent a text message through fucking in- uh, Xbox, Xbox Live, Live, people can report you. But like, I don't really, I don't ever think that the fucking mic was ever recorded. No, I think it would be in- almost impossible. Maybe now, to- maybe, yeah, maybe now, but it was probably impossible at the time. Yeah, and. I don't know how many, I couldn't, dude, I don't know, like, how many different, like, slang, uh, sexual, racial, and sexist, like, things that I learned from Xbox Xbox Live. Like, so, if you're just gonna let your kid run through the internet, and, like, I don't know what the answer is, if a fucking teenager or child should have social media. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But if they're going to, they're going to be experience, they're going to experience like not the FDA approved world. Yeah. Or not the the whole thing, whatever the FCC, whatever the, he was calling for, he was calling for the removal of Jeffrey Kaufman from the LPNH. That's what this 17 year old kid was doing. Yeah. So it's like fucking bet, bro. This dude would a hundred percent eat my nutsack. Like, it's funny, it's crude, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's not, but fuck you, like, you're not gonna call for my removal, I'm gonna talk shit, because I didn't do anything wrong, at least in his head, he didn't do anything anything wrong, and the people around him were still vying for him to get his job back with the Twitter account. Yeah. So, anyways, it gets, that gets screen clipped, it gets posted on fucking Twitter, and it's by the kid, and he was like, uh... 
tags Jeffrey Kaufman and says, hey, do you guys support pedophiles? Because this is what he says to me. Yeah. And it's like, bro, he didn't say, I want you to come over here, lick from underneath my fucking nutsack, and then deep throat my dick because you're 17. He basically told you to suck my dick. Like, fuck off. Because you're a bitch. And fucking try to get me rid of this party. Yeah. It's not the same thing. That is not a pedophilic act. That is saying, go fuck yourself. And you know what? I'm not opposed to him facing the consequences of saying something like that. And then his follow-on tweet after he's like, oh, this is what you support. And he retweeted Jeffrey Kaufman saying those things. Sure, yeah. And Jeffrey Kaufman was like, the libertarians don't believe in age of consent, federal age of consent laws. Fucking first off, funny as shit. Because you're already in hot water. So let's fucking go out swinging. I love it. I love it. The yeah, comedy yeah. of that aspect is hilarious. Will he have to face some consequences of it? Possibly. Yeah. Should he? I don't know. Me, personally, I don't think so. But that's just me. I love the humor. It's clearly humor. In my opinion, it's clearly humor. Yeah. And then he went on a podcast and talked about it. And they really only talked about it for like five minutes. I went and listened to the podcast. It's on um, Slurp Game. Slurp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slurp yeah. Pod. And it, it was really funny, and Jeffrey seems like a pretty fucking dope guy, and probably have him on here, because it was fucking Let's hilarious. <laughs> and, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, I, the Libertarian Party, I'm not going to talk too much about that Libertarian New Hampshire thing, because there's plenty of people, we talked about this the first time we recorded this episode, plenty of other people that can talk about way more than we can, know way more about bylaws and all that bullshit that I don't really give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. Don't care. If you guys want to get rid of people, then get rid of people. I will make my decisions based on who you get rid of. That's how I see it. Sure. The biggest thing that I have a problem with libertarians at this point in time is they are fucking either humorless or they're faking that they don't understand humor to uh, further their narrative Yeah. when they are on the losing end of a spectrum. Yeah. And it's like, guess what? You know what that makes me want to do personally? I'm not saying this is what the party should do or other people should do. It makes me want to push that button more. I want to push the joke further. Yeah. I'll just say this, that it's very easy to spin to just say like... um, Very easy. uh, The, uh, you know, uh, Libertarian New Hampshire State Party account told a minor to uh, perform fellatio on him. Yeah. Very easy to spin. But my thing is, like, that 17-year-old... That 17 year Shouldn't have even like, been involved in the first place. Sure, but, like, one year later, is it a problem? No. Nobody will care. No one will care. 17-year-olds can go over and murder people in other seas. So, like, like, I don't... Like, I get... That, you know, maybe, I understand... Maybe there's a tactful level. They probably shouldn't tell minors to suck your dick. <laughs> yeah, but I obviously get thinking that... In Not a, knowing, yeah. A, in an LP email thread where it's about the party and the initiatives of the party, where everybody is supposed to be over the age of 18 because they're attached to the voting half of the party, Yeah, saying that isn't pedophilia. Because he should have been 18 if he was in there. Yeah. In the first place. And my thing is, is like, I fucking, I just, I just don't understand why everyone has to get butthurt about everything. Yeah. They're so butthurt. 
there's so many libertarians that, you know, they're predominantly not the Mises Caucus people. So many of them, they just get butthurt about fucking everything, dude. Yeah. They just get butthurt about some sort of messaging. They get butthurt about people being, like, just, you know, talking like everyday people. Like, it's like they can't handle how normal people talk. Yeah. And it's like, dude... If, or how poor people talk. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, it's like, you're so upset about, like, like small petty things like this, like memes... Or someone, someone tweets the wrong fucking thing. And then there's, like, real shit going on where, like, the Federal Reserve is, like, printing more money. Yeah. Or, like, there's, we're, instead of, oh, that 17-year-old, you know, is, like, instead of him being offended about being told to suck his dick, there's other 17-year-olds that are going overseas and literally murdering people. Yeah. Or getting killed themselves. Or getting, yeah, getting, putting themselves in harm way and fucking... Or let's talk about the fucking suicide rate among fucking uh, teenagers right now. I was like, are you, are you... Like, honestly, fuck this kid. Like, fuck it. I don't care. It's like, fucking, do you, like, are we, are we gonna get held up on shit like this? And not fucking worry about, like, the shit that actually matters? Speaking of shit that doesn't actually matter, I just got an update. The Hawks won. <laughs> they beat the Sixers, and they're going on to the uh, oh, Eastern fuck Conference yeah. Championship. Oh, fuck Sorry. yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you, where it's like, uh, these, uh, like, they want to constantly, like, Andy Craig's, the Archie Flowers, they want to say that we're in a war with the state. They say that. Openly yeah. and out front. Yeah. And then they get offended by things like this. Like shit that, like... And it's like, if we're at war, like, let's go... Let, come here, Archie Flowers. Hold my fucking pocket. Andy Craig, hold the other one. Let's go walk into where war fighters are. Like, people that I know as war fighters. And let's see how they talk. Let's see how yeah. fucking okay you are with the way they talk. Because guess what? When you are doing... The darkest thing you could possibly do as a human, which would be to murder another human, whether it to be whether it be right or not right, either one, like moral or immoral. There, I think there's very few times that it's moral. Sure. Like let's walk into the people that are able to do that and do it as a job, and let's see how fucking apt you are to what they say. Let's see how you fucking yeah. react. To the words they say. Because guess what? Typo and I here, we haven't fucking been to war, but we talk like this. So guess how much darker it gets when people that have actually fucking felt these things mm -hmm. and done these things that are fucking pretty bad, horrible, immoral in some senses, if depending possibly on the person. Unforgivable. Po yeah, possibly unforgivable. Even for themselves. Mm -hmm. Let's see how they talk. You think you're gonna fucking survive there, and that's what we're gonna? Or argue even about? convince those people? Yeah, like you're get not gonna get the fuck out of here. You're not gonna fucking convince people that like literally murdered people for the state. If you're gonna try to get them on your side, like they're not going to come over when you're like, oh, uh, this meme offends me. Like yeah. it's just like instantly they're, they're gonna, gonna be, make like, fun of you. Yeah, they're just gonna be like, oh, those like they're gonna be like, I'm they're gonna right. go to the conservative side or like whatever the fuck. They're gonna they call wanna... you a bitch. And they're gonna be like, you're a bitch. They're and literally going to call you a bitch, straight up. Because that's what I would call you, and I'm not even on that level. Yeah. I'm going to call you a straight I, up fucking bitch. I recognize that bitch what, this, <laughs> what the state is and like what the institution that we served. I understand what it does now, and but I still find murdering children funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, And it's like, you kind of have to. 
It's like that's the reality that we lived in. Like you kind of have to find the humor in it, yeah. so you it's can not so draw. Much that murdering children is funny. It's the fact that saying it out loud is funny. Yeah, and it, it's different, and you have to understand the difference. Yeah, Dude, humor is one of the biggest coping mechanisms in the world yeah. for extremely dark shit. Yes, and I think Dave Smith said it best when he was talking about comedy, where there's the people that fucking actually go through things are probably the best at joking about those things. And that's why some of the best comedians, fucking Dave Chappelle on racism, is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And he's damn good at it. And oh, and that's because he's been through those things. And he makes fun of the other side of it because it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, dude, we had uh, we had Matt Freeman on. Yes. My fucking, one of my oh favorite my people in the entire world. Yes. And he was talking about how he did meth and like shot at his own roof. Yeah. And we were fucking, joking about it. And it was it. funny. And he was joking about it. Was it was so funny. And it was, you know, it, it, it's it's definitely not probably probably the worst time for Matt and his wife. It was probably one of the worst times in his life. Yeah, probably one if of his worst times. But if you can't look back and things and like like some like you know sometimes humor is the only way people can talk about it. Exactly, because that's like like I said, it's one of the biggest coping mechanisms ever in the world. It's one of the and it's one of the best. It's one that psychiatrists recommend being able to. Make a joke out of things that were very serious in your life. It's it, it's a good coping mecha- mechanism. Fuck, the amount of times that we joke about suicide on this goddamn podcast has probably saved me from committing suicide. <laughs> I used to sleep with a... Like, when we first moved out, and, uh, like, before you guys got out, too, like, I slept with a fucking gun underneath my pillow with my finger on the trigger just in case it happened. And I was like, ah, I couldn't do anything about it. I was asleep. <laughs> it was in- unintentional... There it is. And it's like, yeah, like, and it's funny now. It's a joke. It's like, wow, I was really stupid at that point in my life. It's it's a lot easier to cope with things like that, look back at it and be like, wow, I was very stupid. And being stupid in that sense is funny. It's yeah. funny now and because it's, it's it shows naivety. It shows, yeah. and which is the basis of comedy, like being and you, naive. And you laugh, things. yeah, you laugh at it because it was so crazy. Yeah, it was and like, it's like <laughs> so. It's like you laughing, like yeah, dude, it was insane. I'm, it's like I'm joking about it. You yeah. laugh about the worst times of your life, and you laugh about it like it's crazy because like you come to the realization that like yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was literally a crazy thought. And you're tr- and maybe when you joke about it with other people that like, they're like, "Oh my god, that's so serious." But like you're joking, pointing out the uh, absurdity, absurdity of it, which so, is like, humor. So the then, absurdity uh, the is in pe- life. Yeah, the people around you can like look at like, "Oh wow." And, like they're joking about it because it's crazy. Like that's a crazy yeah. thing to think. Right. Like you have to kill yourself. Like that's a crazy thing yeah. to think. You should laugh at that in a way that like you make people feel like they're like that's a dumb decision. Yeah. You and laugh at it like that's stupid. Well, why would you why, do that? And so like with the Jeffrey Kaufman situation, him posting that um the libertarians don't believe in age of consent laws. It's so absurd and obtuse to the conversation that it was funny. Like, yeah. that is, it's funny because that's not what he's saying. He didn't say that he's going to, you know, yeah. perform fellatio upon me. That's not what I was implying at all. It was funny that, that, that read, that tweet afterwards, the libertarians don't believe in federal age of consent laws was funny because, first off, it's something that libertarians always get accused of. Yeah. Which he knows. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a left-leaning libertarian or a right-leaning libertarian. You'll get accused of it, no matter what. And second, 
because it was so offhand what the kid, this child that should be treated as a child because he wants to be revered as one, said was like, this is what your party promotes or this side of the party promotes is pedophilia. So he said it to be like, that is not what was being said. It's insane and crazy that you expect that, or not expect, that's what you're implying that it said. Yeah. So I'm going to make it even more crazy so people can understand when they look at this that it looks fucking crazy. And everybody that took it seriously, Mm -hmm. you look like a fool, in my opinion. You look just as bad as that child being involved in this situation. You look as bad as Kyle, what, what, what is that, Rittenhouse, showing up at 17 years old in Kenosha, Wisconsin during fucking crazy riots with a gun. You look as crazy as the parent that let them do their child do that. Like, that's how you look. Yeah. Everybody that was offended by it. That's how you look to me. And I'm not saying that everybody's going to look at you that way. Uh, maybe I shouldn't look at you that way. But that's how I see you. And I bet you there's a goddamn shit ton of people that look at you the exact same way. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's one of those things that... Uh, it's it's one of those things that perception's reality, and it's very easy for you to spin it. Yeah, easy to skew. And, easy to skew. And maybe the choice of words was not the best one. No. But uh, it's... Goddamn, it, it was fucking funny, man. But, uh, it like, everyone knows that... You know, when, when someone tells you to suck my dick, it's basically like, fuck off. Yeah. Screw you. Like, I mean, most people know that. Like, like I don't think I've ever told anyone to suck my dick in a literal terms. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Not, not in that. Not in a, like a, like I, I a publicly aggressive not, way. Not publicly. I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it's like in a confrontation like, with another, when you're in a confrontation with another human being. <laughs> I don't mean to actually get on your knees and suck my dick. Yeah. Like, I think it, I think it clearly everyone kind of knows it means like, screw you, fuck off. Like, yeah. I, any I of dis- the other fucking things that despise you. Fuck off. Yes. Like it, it, it's become one of the, it's just one of those terms. Like, like if, if, if someone, it's like when, uh. You learn another language. Yeah. And, and you learn all the bad words first. And you learn, like, yeah, like, a phrase, and you're, like, in another language, you're like, oh, that doesn't really make sense, and then they, they tell you, like, the literal meaning is, like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like, like it's I a bite, weird way I of saying it. I bite my it. thumb at you. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But in old English, that means, like, giving somebody the bird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, common phrase that fucking people say, yeah. but, you know, it, I understand. This dude would 100% understand. eat my nutsack. Yeah. It's fucking funny, man. Yeah. That's funny shit. And, I don't know, man. I just don't... I don't know. I, I, I don't take stock in people that take that shit seriously. Yeah. I, li- I really don't. I yeah. really don't take stock in people that take shit like that seriously. Yeah, it, I... If, like, you are, like, offended by the choice of words that you see online, it's like, what Like what people do you deal with in reality, man? Yeah. Like, how, how much of in a, a silver, pristine box do you live in? I just don't... Yeah. Like, I've been talked to like that my whole life. And I've been... I talk to people that like that my whole life. Like, yeah. that's how I grew up. That's... That's, that's how the people that I grew the, up with the, talked? The, the military amplified that. Like, I like it's just... It's how, and one, it, it's how boys talk, men talk. Yeah. Dude, that's how fucking adult females talk. Yeah. 
Dude, I don't know how many times I've been told to suck my dick by a fucking female. They're yeah. like, damn, all right. Yeah, I, yeah. That that's a thing too. I never I never understood like yeah. But even even but that, that even the proves the, actually that, the same. That proves the point too, because women even say it. And they don't say it because well one, they don't have a penis. Well, maybe, it means the same maybe, thing. Maybe, right, yeah. maybe nowadays day you day never day. know. But it, like I've I've had multiple women like heard them say the phrase "suck my dick." And you're like, wait, what? But they don't mean you, it in the you, literal sense of "suck my absolute, dick." They mean it like "fuck you." Yeah, and you absolutely know the meaning. You're like, yeah, and then you make the joke. It's like, well, you don't have a penis. Yeah, and it's like I always say present it, but I steal that from South Park. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing where it's like it's a commonly phrase. Eat my fucking cock, or you know, and what he said. Definitely a common phrase in the military. I'll yeah, say yeah. that. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe you guys just are fucking pussies. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like maybe we're in our fucking bubble, dude. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we're in the bubble yeah. because we live. But it's what I'm me saying is, our bubble is a lot more fun than y'all's bubble. Yeah, your we, bubble fucking sucks. Yeah, like I fucking, you know, I live. I, me, Typo, live with two other Marines. I've lived with four other Marines before. Yeah. I lived with multiple Marines before when I was in the military. Yeah. And that's just how you fucking talk. Like, I, like, I mean, I, I, there's some people that I would say suck my dick and it was my way of saying hi. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Hello. what's up, fucking Jerry? Suck yeah. my dick. Yeah, what's up, Jerry's dude? Jerry's like, what's up, dude? He's suck like, my hey, dick. Hey, Jared, suck my dick. Yeah, for real. And yeah. Like, I just, I think everybody that's bitching about it is a fucking pansy. Yeah. And I don't care. I don't care that you dislike what I feel See, about and that's, you. The, honestly, and I, that's the big thing. It's like people care about what people, what other people think of them. And it's like if you truly believe in what you're doing, then you really shouldn't care. Yeah. Well, I think the, like, I think that's our yeah. problem with like the non-Mises cock people in the Libertarian Party is like they're just like in our standards of like Nothing, n- nothing like, is nothing untouchable. Un- is untouchable. Nothing can be talked about. Nothing, nothing can't be joked about. Like everything can be joked about. Like yeah. and any any level, even if it's something I disagree with on any level, it can be. You can be. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And I think that in the military, especially and the people that we surround ourselves with, it's understood. Yeah. And the people that come around us that we involve in our friend group, they. They either uh, uh, agree with that, and they they're the same level of savagery as we are, or they're not okay with it at first, but they become okay with it. If they want to be our and, friend. And they may not laugh, but they won't sit there and try to fucking lecture me for thirty yeah. minutes about how it's incorrect. There's like, yeah, fuck one of the girls at our fucking axe throwing league. We were making <laughs> pretty asinine jokes about uh, um border walls and our canadian friends and oh yeah yeah anchor yeah. babies and she just like looked at us all crazy yeah and then walked away yeah and it's like that's fine i'm not gonna sit there and fucking go over to you and continue to make the joke it's like obviously it, it hit a certain note for you yeah but yeah. that's fine yeah i mean it's a joke yeah, I mean, it's we, not gonna hit with everybody. We have a couple Canadians that are axe throwing league. We always joke that Trump was building a wall on the wrong side. Yeah, and they it. came down here and stole our fucking jobs. Yeah, and they kind of did, but they also gave me a job. Yeah. <laughs> but that, but that was the thing where it's like I'm not saying that she has to like appreciate the joke. No. I don't think people have to appreciate the joke. Yeah, but when it's clearly a joke, even though you disagree. I'm not gonna sit there and take a lecture from you. At that point, I'm going to make more jokes until you leave. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't know. That's 
And it's so much easier, too, because, like, well, we basically do almost everything together because we're fucking gay. Yeah. But, like, our, like, it's it's always weird. It's always weird. And, like, people, like, we'll just, me and you will just be talking to each other. Yeah. And they'll see how me and you treat each other. <laughs> and then they'll be like, wait, what? And then, and then like, some people, like, flip it and be like, oh, you guys are gay. And then we just play into that, too. Yeah, we're like, we're that? Like, okay, yeah. yeah. I'll kiss. I'll kiss him right now. Yeah, I'll fuck like, him in the ass. In like front we just of you. like and like I don't know. It's just it's just wild how and in every day most people think it's either funny, think it's goofy, maybe they think it's stupid, but they're not like upset about it. No. At least most people in our lives every day. Yeah. Like, but I mean, me and Luke almost go everywhere together, and we joke around, make stupid make stupid jokes, say politically off scene things sometimes when people like make references yeah, like i don't know politically fu- incorrect things yeah constantly. We, we, we fucking say anything and you know most of the time it's always reactive like oh these guys are fucking funny or they're just goofy they're stupid but they're, they're a good time i think yeah. everyone always says like you guys are fucking good time just yeah. hang out with and but like i don't know i don't know like Dude, the, to me, the internet was always just, just, just this savagery. Yeah. Like, that's what it was but to me. Twitter feels like the smoke pit. And that's what I always thought. And that's I, what I always thought. And, and it's funny that people get so and, offended on it. Yeah, and it's like, but the level of like censorship that's come through like tech and the media and whatever, it has like so much of this effect on like regular people where yeah. they're like, they, like their everyday lives, and like yeah, and they see like people say something like maybe some sort of messaging, maybe they don't agree with, and like maybe they think it's aggressive, like whatever. But for the level of outrage, the it level does, of outrage, does not but the thing that it doesn't correlate is yeah. like their level of outrage for messaging, and then the level of outrage for what the fucking state does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like okay, There's I like say no correlation yeah, at all. I say some mean things, or maybe I joke about john mccain's death or like whoever the fucking like yeah. maybe it's not the best way to get messaging but like modern I, problems require modern <laughs> solutions but i get upset when you know uh fucking the the u.s's support for israel and then we're bombing fucking palestinians and I'm, that's the shit i get upset yeah, about i get upset when joe biden says when, that we can't it, it like infiltrate uh foreign nationals um, fucking voting systems. Oh, when we yeah. like that's the shit I get pissed oh, off about. Yeah, like yeah. it's like, bro, are you fucking stupid or are you fucking stupid? Yeah, like and that's the shit that pisses me off. Not some dude or some chick coming onto my profile being like, oh, all you Marines just fucking taste the rainbow and are fucking gay and butt fuck each other. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll butt fuck the shit out of my roommate in front of you and record it. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Like, like I, don't I, don't I don't care. Like, that's not gonna bother me. Like, you, yeah. I will fucking feed into your madness. Like, yeah, I was fine. willing to murder children for the state. You yeah, think, you think, you, you think calling me you, gay is gonna bother yeah, you, me? You, you think fucking joking about me and my friend being gay is like, that's gonna bother me? Yeah, like, like I don't give a that's fuck. That, yeah. My friend, Half my friends have killed themselves over, over from that I had for the military. You think y- you making a gay joke? That's what what makes me butt hurt. Oh, I'm so oh, upset. Like what? Like you think what? me talking shit about Israel because it's a fucking uh, ethno nation that's trying to eliminate everything around it that's not part of their ethno state? You think me saying that and then you coming back with me being like. Well, gay people are basically pedophiles. You think that that's going to bother me? I'll be like, yeah. I'll fucking rape kids in my sleep. What are you going to do about it? Like, yeah. I don't fucking give a shit. Like, that shit, 
Like, that's fucking stupid. Like, I'm going to say more asinine shit than you because your argument is already fucking stupid. And it's not going to bother me. Yeah. You're calling me gay and a pedophile? Like, I know what I'm about, son. Like, yeah. fuck. Get, Dude, get if, off, suck my dick. If It's like the whole big thing with Moss Turi telling people to suck his dick a while back. If, and people getting upset yeah. about it. It's like, guess what? Suck my dick. I'll say it as many times as I fucking want. It resonates more with the lower class than it would with any other... Like the, with You're any, a pristine silver spoon bitch. Yeah. and If you have a problem with getting told suck my dick. Yeah. And if... Don't get me wrong. If Archie Flowers was like the most anti... Like on the level of Scott Horton. Let's say Archie Flowers wrote two books. He was the co-founder or the, the chief editor at Anti-War. And he was like the most, the best on the war. He was the absolute best. Yeah. And then he came out and been like, yo, Dave, this is some offensive shit. It would definitely resonate a lot more. Yeah. It would be like, oh shit, like Maybe this I'm guy. Maybe yeah. But correct. this guy literally attributed nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Literally, to nothing to the Libertarian Party. All you Party, are is a waste of fucking Nothing. Air. And this guy, and this is literally what he's famous for. And this is what upsets me. He's more famous than I am. But he's literally he's famous, famous for being a dumbass. On. I wanted that rank. Yeah, getting <laughs> shit on for uh, debating Dave Smith. Yeah. That's and what he's famous Like, for. he has nothing to contribute. People follow him to, to see shit what he says him. just so they can shit on him. Yeah. Like, please do that to but, us. But, the, like, that's the thing. is like these people that have no... They don't contribute anything. No. And I'm not even saying, like, I contribute anything. Yeah. I'm just saying that I can recognize that Archie Flowers has contributed literally fucking nothing to Liberty. Nothing at all. If anything, he gets in the fucking way yeah. of Liberty. But if the scenario of, like, he was a very good Libertarian, very... You know, famous, had a good... Principles? Principles. By any means? Had a good following. It'd be like... Okay, it, yeah. It'd be like Scott Horton coming out and be like, Yo, Dave. Stop calling Nick yeah, Sarawak this is, a fucking yeah. CIA player. Yeah, this is this is wild. Like, this is insane. It'd be like, oh, did. shit. On Pete's show. Or um, no, not. Josh it was, Smith. No, on Josh Smith's show. And, uh... But, like, it's always... It's always the people that have nothing. The nothing that contribute nothing that are the biggest outrage, and I don't think that's a coincidence. No, I think I don't it's think very, that's a coincidence I, at all. I feel all. like the causation is correlation in that aspect. Yeah, I think that like these people try to grasp onto a little bit of power, a little bit of control, and they 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 fall victim to this woke bullshit that the mainstream media or the corporate I don't even press think they fall puts victim. on. I think they prescribe themselves to do that. Dude, I actually, really, really funny thing, really quick, Reed uh, Coverdale said about um, Archie, is like, he told him, he's like, I stopped arguing with you when I realized you were stupid and not nefarious. Yeah. And um, Archie was like, how, and uh, he's like, oh no, Reed said, I'm gonna give you a compliment. I don't think you're nefarious, I think you're you're stupid. stupid. And... (laughs) Archie's like, well, how is being stupid a compliment? And he's like, because I thought you were like had true intentions of evil, like you were trying to bring down a good man for like trying to you know bring liberty and spread the. And he's like, now I just realize you're stupid. So it's like, it's yeah, it's like oh, it's whatever. This guy's just stupid. Yeah, and like honestly, in a way, it is a a compliment. compliment. It is a compliment. You're not a piece of shit. You're just you're, you're dumb. 
You're just fucking And dumb. there's plenty of dumb people in this world. There's a shit ton of dumb people. Uh, yeah, we've been exposed Fuck. to We were in the military. We've been exposed to it. We're probably part of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not even know? saying it. I'm yeah. not even saying but, that. But, like, at least you're not at the epitome evil. Yeah. So, like, I think that's a big thing. And I, I just wanted to give my piece on the fucking whole sure, yeah, shit. Because I don't really give a shit about the libertarian New Hampshire thing. Obviously, at this point, it's been resolved um, for the most part. Uh, yeah. It's been resolved. So there's plenty of other podcasts that will go into depth about libertarian or libertarian yeah. New Hampshire. That's not us. That's not what we do. Yeah, we're not going to be. And, 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 if and we we'll do, never be. And if you do, if we do give a rundown, it's going to be some shitty one that we're going to mess up for the facts yeah. and then just fucking rant about how like they're retarded. Yeah. But everyone knows they're fucking stupid. That everyone knows. That it was very tyrannical yeah. and a party power grab. And that's what it was. And everybody knows that, so I don't need to go over it anymore. Yeah. But I wanted to go over the fucking jokes because there's a lot of you out there that can't take a fucking joke. And it doesn't matter if you're Mises or not. Like, there's a lot of Mises yeah. people out there and like, that can't take a fucking joke that took that shit real seriously. Let's take a little bit of a lesson from Donald J. Trump. <laughs> I'm not saying that Donald J. Trump was the best president in the world, but guess what? He was very savage. Him saying damage. insightful shit won him the Very presidency. savage. He was like the... Uh, the honestly, once someone said it to me that Donald Trump was like the epiphany of like against woke culture and like that's why he became president, it uh, kind it of sense. made way more sense to me. Like, yeah, Hillary Clinton ran a shitty campaign and all the things that she did and she was a terrible candidate, but the culture that we were in at the time and still in and Donald Trump was just like... I'm a white man, I'm rich as fuck, I flaunt my fucking wealth, I don't give a fuck, and he said fucked up shit, but honestly, the fucked up shit is what made the mainstream media, the corporate press, lose, lose, or like try to pin, pin, they would show like the most hilarious clips that Trump says on their show and be like, yeah, he's a bad man. And, and like, people would love it. And you'd be like, half the people would be like, oh my God, this is so bad. But then their other half of their ratings were only watching because of Trump and they'd be like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, because they took it as a joke because honestly, he meant it as a joke. Yes. When he would joke and say things and the corporate press would blow it up like it was like Trump's Hitler. That was like the best thing that happened for him. Yeah. It was the best. You guys thing. gave them all the power. Now, I, maybe there's a limit to that. Maybe. I don't. I I'm don't not know. saying that there's not. I don't know. I'm a 27 year old. I'm relatively still kind of new to the libertarian world. I would say I've only been in here for four years. That's new for a lot of people that've been here for a while. But I just don't. It's one of those things that people get so riled up about, and I'm like, why? Are, why? Yeah. What the why? fuck is wrong with y'all? Why? Like, it just, just seems so. It just seems so minuscule that it's like it's minuscule to me. Yeah, so minuscule. Yeah, it's People, one of those things that you can be like, hey, maybe that wasn't the right thing to say. I don't know. Maybe, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't say that. I don't fucking know. But it's not one of those things. Am I gonna? It's like all of, like all of our Twitter fucking people were like all over it, and. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just didn't care. I just didn't care, honestly. Yeah, it's I just didn't one care of those things. It's just because like, it just didn't seem that important. And it's like, oh, he Ted sucked my dick, and it's like, oh, he was a you know underage teenager, and I was like, oh, it's probably worse, but it's the internet, dude. Like, Suck my dick. <laughs> I was like, dude, like fucking it's the internet, like, like, dude, like, 
for the love of God, like Xbox Live. There's like, Xbox other things. Live. There's other things to be worried about. Like, Xbox Live literally is a fucking cesspool of like insults. Well, and it's still like it's like the same thing of like, everybody that's like the anarchists that are worried about degeneracy, like doing drugs and things like that. And it's like, bro. Fucking give people their leave, man. Like, just go fuck yourself somewhere else. Like, I don't care. Let people make their own decisions. And guess what? Some of those decisions will turn out killing themselves. But as long as I'm not financially responsible for it, that's their fucking prerogative. Yeah. I can try to clean up my community as much as I want. But you trying to go after people across the fucking country for doing drugs is stupid. Yeah. So don't come after me halfway across the country for making a joke that you disliked. Yeah. Legally. You can tell me all you want on Twitter that it's wrong. I promise you. Go ahead. Go ahead. But guess how much stock I'm going to take into it. Yeah. Absolutely none. I promise. I don't care. I will turn the joke back around on you because it's easy and more people agree with me than you. Because the majority of this country lives in the inside the same parameters that I do. And that's being poor as fuck for the majority of their lives and finally getting some semblance of being okay financially. And they still have that backward stance of being like, well, I'm still a ghetto kid at heart, so I'm going to make the jokes that a ghetto kid makes. Yeah. Or a poor kid makes. It doesn't have to be ghetto. But, like, yeah. a poor kid makes. Poor people are a lot more fun to hang out with Yeah, than they're rich way people. fucking better. Most rich people are fucking stuck up in pansies. Yeah. Just saying. Guess Blame. who goes and fights the wars? The poor people. You know, you know what's funny? Because we're better than you. You know what? <laughs> you have privileged life. I go fight your wars. We're better than you. But, uh... I, we're better than you. You know what? I, I've been around, uh... I guess, somewhat upper class people. I've been around plenty. And... They suck. They always, they always think I'm like the comic relief. They always think I'm the funniest because I just say. Any... I say the shit that they would never dream. And of. and there is cases where I'll censor myself. Yeah, I absolutely. For sure. Obviously... There's always cases that someone's yeah. like, like fucking there's grandma's a... around. Just chill out for a second. You know, I'm not gonna talk about fucking her granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. With exactly. her dad though, I'm gonna be like, yo, you know, I hit yeah. that last night. Yeah. That's what it, how it is. I wouldn't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my grandma lose her mind. Dude, if, 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 if some dude decided to, like, I don't know, I'm 50-something or 60-something and my wife's husband says something about that, I'd fight him. I'd fight him. <laughs> I'd fight him. But that's something that I, that's the boundaries that I would set. You don't have the boundaries to set on Twitter. You don't. You don't own Twitter. You don't have the boundaries to set it on Twitter. You have every right to block somebody or get them off your feed. But guess what? If you don't do that, then you're a subject to whatever the fuck they say. So if you have a problem with that, then fucking delete me. Yeah. I mean, like... like I don't care. Like I the internet? Care. Your arguments are minuscule and ineffective and so fucking small on what everything is that I'll just tell you to go fuck yourself or suck my dick. Yeah, and I think that, like... Like simple messages and shit on Instagram, I think a lot of people take uh, a little too seriously sometimes. Put too, way too much stock in it. And um, I don't know. I I just feel that it it creates this like animosity that people like blow things up out of nowhere sometimes and make bigger deals out of things than it really was meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there's. I mean, it happens in everyday life, but it just seems like. 
nowadays, the internet is just... Dude, I remember... I remember... I played StarCraft Online. It's a strategy game. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but StarCraft Online. There was this fucking multiplayer game I would play. And it was basically like a tower defense game on, yeah. on StarCraft. It was That's a custom game. That's for you. Yeah, I love tower defense shit. <laughs> but the, it was, I was like 14. So and on the bottom right corner of StarCraft... There's a map, oh. and usually the, that's where the map is. But instead of a map, it was a blank yellow screen, but every time you completed a wave, uh, a block of that screen would disappear. Well, the ending block was a naked woman. Oh, nice. So that's what we, like, 14 years old, we're trying to beat... Beat the blocks. Beat the blocks. Beat these fucking monsters so trying to... Woman. So we get the naked woman. Yeah, absolutely. And that was at 14 that's years like, old. It's like Underground. Do you remember Undergrounds.com or yes. GamesUnderground.com? But they had the adult section that was 18 and over. Played that all the time. Because I was fucking and They had, like, dumbass, yeah, they had dumbass, like, cartoons of, like, video games shit. Like, Women fucking each other, or whatever. Yeah, you, you, or, like, like, puzzles that you had to solve, and there was a naked woman at the end. Porn stars, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, guess what? That's fucking the internet, bro. Welcome yes. to it. It's the 21st century. Yes. yes. Like, go fuck yourself. Suck my dick. It's, I don't care. Yeah. Your problems are fucking small on scale. Yeah. I, I just hate, like... It's one of those things that... I don't know. When I was... 15, 16, 17 years old, and if someone said suck my dick, it wasn't like, wow, I'm 17 years old. Like, I don't know. I never, I didn't even think of it like that. No. Never thought of it. Like, my understanding, like, I knew. And that's why. I knew I, what suck my dick meant. Yeah. Like, I knew if, like, I knew what the, the, what that meant if you actually performed that act. I knew what that meant. Yeah. But, like, growing up, that was not what. Yeah, because you fucking understand, and it was... It was, for him to take it that way, was uh, intellectually dishonest. It was intellectually dishonest. That's all it was. And it was to provide a narrative that was untrue. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. It's intellectually dishonest to provide a narrative to the detriment of somebody else. And that's all it is. So, that's, that's my piece on that. I wanted to finish the show with that. I don't know if you have anything else to fucking say. Nope, I've been I'm rambling for two hours actually. Hell yeah! This is longer than our first episode that we tried to record. So yeah, was, I hope you guys fucking enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a little bit more, and then a, like seventy five percent of what our fucking last one was. Yeah, I don't even know if it was seventy five percent. I think it was like twenty five percent of what our last <laughs> one was. But I don't even remember what the last one was anyway. So um, that's the fucking shit show. I hope you guys enjoy. I need to fucking open with the shit show comment, but whatever. That's the fucking shit show. We out. We fucking out.